Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Hive Mind Recap Podcast. It is about damn time for our April recap. What do y'all say? Fuck, man. April. Yeah. April. <laughs> yeah. April. That's all. I'm April say. was a long month. Every couple of months, you get hit with those uh, five Fridays in a month, and April was one of those months. And even with the first week of the month only giving us like one new song to talk about, boy, did the rest of the month make it hurt. Is in it's like it's like bittersweet where it's like there's so much good music, but then you know that we're gonna have to spend three hours talking about it anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, just, it's 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 overwhelming in the yeah. in the best possible way. Exactly. It's gonna be a fun three exactly. hours though. Oh yeah, yeah for exactly. sure. For sure. Uh, so anyway, if you're new here, uh, welcome to the Hive Mind Recap Podcast. The four of us are going to be talking about the best in hard rock, alt rock, metalcore, and more over the next half, uh, not half hour. That's my fucking Half an show. hour. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> half yeah. a day. That's my radio half show. Day. I'd like uh, to try to <laughs> hit a half an hour with playlists. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're going to we, uh, talk about all that kind of music uh, on this show. You can keep up to date with the show on social media at Hive Mind Radio underscore on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, follow us on Spotify at Hive Mind Radio Recap. Uh, available on YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, etc., etc., etc. Yeah, that's about it. Uh, before we get into the actual songs, y'all want to talk about April just like in general as a month. What do you mean by in general? How like, you like, how, how, how you feel about how I April? Personally, felt about how April? you feel about April? Man, April sucked ass, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I hated April. <laughs> okay, but how about the music from April? Though? Oh, the music, the music was fantastic. I think this might be my favorite release month of the year, honestly, I'm, like so far. I'm gonna compare this not to not to be political or current times or anything, but I'm compare this with the current situation of everything is starting to blossom. No, not, yet. not not in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about America. You don't matter. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, super Canadian. <laughs> Jacob is just a figment of our imagination. He's exactly. right. Yeah, ton of tours being announced. Um, just in general, probably coinciding with with labels deciding. Okay, you know we've we've got the ability for these bands to now tour on this material that they've been sitting on. So let's start putting it out one by one. Um, which makes you think that the next few months are probably unfortunately going to be just as hectic as april yeah. was and i'm like in some regards i want i want to be proven wrong like i'm like i'm fine with having a more chill month but at the same time it's like okay well i want new releases mm-hmm. from bands that i haven't gotten anything from in a while you know and there's there's a couple of things as well uh let's go ahead and mention this now we did uh we're not going to be talking about citizen soldier anymore until they're albums mm. or dual albums whatever the fuck yeah. they're going to be doing with that yeah <laughs> who knows at this point I think right? it, the general the general point is that we're we're a we're not going to be talking about citizen soldier this month and for the foreseeable yeah. future unless they release something that is actually different from what they because it's gotten kind of stale for us but in mm. general we're going to start cutting songs from bands that released new music. We've talked about them before on the show, but we think it's underwhelming because in a month like April, where if we didn't make any cuts, we would have, I think, 45 singles to talk about today. I'm like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but-, but we cut out a couple of songs from bands that we've talked about on the show previously, but the material we thought was a little bit underwhelming. Uh, we all didn't have too much to say about it, so we aren't going to be talking about it. So, um, yeah, basically just to make it more manageable for us or else we would all go crazy. Citizen Soldier, if you're listening, 
if you come on the Hive Mind After Hours, we'll get back <laughs> we, on the show. We, we might forgive you, yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good transition. Uh, we we kind of just sat around on the After Hours idea for the month of April. We weren't sure if we wanted to do it monthly or bi-monthly, but I guess uh, since we just kind of sat around and did nothing, we're going to be doing uh, the After Hours bi-monthly or kind of just whenever we feel like it. Uh, right. So uh, as per usual, anyone that listens to this podcast, any bands we talk about, any bands that we haven't talked about and are interested in, uh, like kind of just chatting with us for an hour or so, feel free to reach us up uh, on social media, as I mentioned before. And, or three uh, hours. Yeah, or that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we are uh, looking to get into chat with more bands and musicians and artists in the scene uh, on our After Hours show. So with all that being said, I think we should get into the singles for this month. Let's do it. I'll say. Let's get started with Palmist and their brand new single, Spark. This is a vibe. Yeah, vibe is a great way to put this song. Palmist, uh, they definitely... It is undeniable the British accent that this man has on the vocals. And I think that's kind of the selling point of this band, that it has that very vibey feel. But it also it, it has like a vibe of like rock mixed with like vaporwave uh, synth rock kind of stuff, I guess. And it's it's just a really neat sound overall. And I think this is probably the best execution of that sound that Palmist has had in recent memory. If not the best, the most different, because if you go back and listen to their their fake smiles single or even anything off of Wildfire, their EP back in 2019, this is very much different. Yeah. And you can kind of get a feeling with it. They did release a uh, single of Wildfire in the synthwave mix. And I feel like that might be the sound they're going for for now, um, because you can definitely hear, especially the start of Spark. Um, yeah, I feel like it worked well. Honestly, this hasn't been in my repeat a lot. It was start of the month, and it's kind of fallen out. Yeah, um, the fact that this was one of those months with five release Fridays, this is, like, really old for us. Like, yeah. this is over a month old at this point. Uh, I think we, so, talked, we, we talked about this before recording a uh, March's recap, I think. Well, maybe. we didn't talk about it, but it was released. Yeah, before it was, it was released around the time that we uh, did our March recap over a month ago at this point at a time where you know we've got last month's music to deal with and then we're finally like all right we're caught up and get into this month's music and it's like oh no just kidding yeah. just kidding you've got 80 million other things to listen to now too <laughs> um, I, d- I do want to make note of that uh, this is like the only notable single that released on that first friday of april so this was definitely on rotation for me earlier in the month until the second week came rolling around which is when the it good went, shit, went, which is when the good, the real good shit really started coming. <laughs> right. But in saying that, like this song is still great. Uh, Palmas are definitely an up and coming artist to keep your eye on if you haven't heard of them. Absolutely. Any other thoughts on this one? Nope, not out of me. I was just going to say, it's interesting that you say uh, up and coming because our next artist is absolutely not up and coming. They uh, <laughs> came up and they've stayed there. Uh, Crossfaith. No, they fell down. <laughs> they fell down. <laughs> Yo, big facts. Crossfaith been on the roller coaster. Facts. They've they've yeah. been on the <laughs> but the on the on the path to, to victory, I think, with this one, their new single Red Zone. Just 
This, this is CrossFit's best song in years. Long and time. It is not long particularly oh, close. What oh, all right, what's, what's the contention? It's just okay. Oh? Okay, but I... you can't just ignore the breakdown of this song. You can't <laughs> yeah, just ignore the breakdown. That's of very rude of you. <laughs> that I'm sorry, Jacob, I didn't, I didn't get this. I'm not on anyone's side. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, we got Justin Switzerland when it comes to CrossFit, right? He's... Just pitching my flag over here. While exactly. Flying. Oh, There's a World War II Funny. joke to be made here because CrossFit is from Japan. Dude, no, it's like, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> oh, boy. You're out of game. We, we ventured into dangerous territory. Did you say we ventured into the red zone? Yeah, okay, I'm done. I'll see, I'll see you guys in May. <laughs> it is May. What do you mean? I Wait. Hey, I'll see you in June. <laughs> Uh, you know, Jake, it's it's very interesting that you you mentioned that because I had it written down that, and th and this is a quote from my notes. I mean this in the least discriminatory way towards Japanese people, but this chorus gives me anime intro vibes. Like, I feel I feel like the chorus for this for this song could be in like any given anime intro, and I like wouldn't mind. I think it. that's, it's, it's got I think that feel fair. to me. I think that's fair for it's, sure. It's very not like just like it's it's like the the shonen action anime you know what i'm talking kind of like a dragon ball type thing mm -hmm. where there's like people punching each other and this is playing in the background i don't know i don't know i, can, I also had a great breakdown <laughs> written yeah, in my it's, notes it's a sick <laughs> breakdown uh probably the best breakdown that crossfaith has had since uh I, I would go back to soul seeker that uh single they released back in 2018 which is the last time that crossfaith really stood out to me um the perfect nightmare uh, <laughs> that's, I, that's the I, that's the breakdown I, I haven't listened to that song in a lot. I think uh, the time that that album released, Crossfaith was still on that border of being too heavy for me. So I didn't really appreciate mm. that song back then. But anyway, I think Not we've already, we've already mentioned how sick the breakdown in this song is, but there's a lot of other great shit in this song too. Like the build up right at the beginning of the song. Um, and I also appreciated the drum work in the song a lot. Uh, during the main riff, there's some uh, really creative drum fills and whatever. Yeah, overall, I mean, just like you said, a, a really good crossface song. Um, my favorite in a while as well. You know, nothing. This band has been on the on the precipice <laughs> of being good for a while, and I feel like this is really the first time I've been able to to truly appreciate what they put out. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. Even if I've been higher on them in recent memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you finally high on our hollow, our home after their new single, Seven Years? Shine a light on me. Uh, yes. So, no. Uh, oh. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> my opinion on this van still has not changed. Um, it's it's just the same as I've said when we've talked about their previous singles in previous months. I appreciate their Queen's vocalist. The choruses are nice. The instrumental work is nice. The unclean vocalist just doesn't work for me. And mm. that's not a knock against him. It's just a stylistic difference that I don't appreciate as much and that's really all i have to say here yeah my so it's interesting because i feel like they almost listened to me and then like held their middle fingers up to me in the same breath <laughs> like i so last 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 month i was talking about how i felt like either one vocalist was doing really well and they were very dynamic with their delivery and then the other vocalist would you know kind of fall flat
platform EP very one-noted, and it was what was holding the song back. I finally get a song from this band where I appreciate what both of the vocalists are doing, and then there's no, like, shining instrumental moment. Like, I feel like there's no, like, memorable solo. There's no, like, huge breakdown. It's like they're like, all right, I hear you. I see you. I'm going to take your, uh, your I like both vocalists and raise you no breakdown. And I'm just like, wow, okay, sure. <laughs> Whatever, man, why not? Um, I don't know. I, 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 like, even the lyricism for me, like there, in the first verse, the way that he delivers um, sever the ties, shatter the pretense, and uh, am I really living a life if living a life is like this? Like I was like, all right. This is it. This is the Our Hollow, Our Home song. And then I got done with it, and I'm like, man, I am not sold. I have been, I have been unsold on a song. I don't know. I, I, I Maybe given some more time, I'd enjoy it more. But like as it stands, there's just something missing from every song I've heard so far, which is really upsetting because I've listened to this band forever. I really, really want to love the new singles. I just, I need, I need that one cohesive package to really, really sell me on the whole thing. So... I think this is my favorite of the singles. I agree. I agree. But like it's still not something I would add to my playlist. Like I haven't added mm-hmm. any of any of the singles to my playlist. It's I've tried. Yeah, it, it's I think I'm with Jake as well. Like the, the unclean vocals just turn me off a little bit. I don't mm-hmm. I feel like it's not terrible, but yeah, it's it's just really upsetting to me because like if you take the best parts of all the singles and put them into one song, I would just kind of sit there like I was in a wind tunnel, like all the way pressed back to my chair, my mouth's open, like, holy shit, I'm, <laughs> I'm having an out-of-body experience. And instead, I'm left with a bunch of parts that are, have yet to fit into a hole. And it's just, <laughs> it's sad knowing that, like, the, the potential is all there, but I have yet to get something that I'm truly, like, blown away by. This band has a potential. I'm hoping with the album, whenever it comes out, that, uh, Nah, that may be this month, actually, May. But anyway, whenever it comes out, I'm hoping that there's a song on there that really, really uh, strikes a chord with me. But we'll see. Time will tell. So with that being said, let's get moving on to our next single. Light the Torch have a brand new song called Wilting in the Light. And I believe this also came with an album announcement that they have an album coming out soon-ish. If I, I don't remember the exact date off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure this come, is coming with an album soon. I'll investigate. Yeah, Light the Torch, uh, Howard Jones, uh, we talked about him with Scion. Uh, was that last month? Yeah. God damn, Jeez. that feels like forever ago. I April was about to say, it feels like two, three months ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we talked about him last month with Scion and The Blade, which is Howard Jones and Jared Dines. Uh, this is his main project, Light the Torch, and he sounds just as good as he did in that song. Uh, I feel like, instrumentally, I appreciated The Blade more. Uh, but, I, I think so, too. But by no means is this a bad song. Howard's vocals, I think, have really grown on me. Uh, I also think that's in part due to the fact that this song leans way more into the clean vocals, which I think is where he shines. I don't love his harsher vocals. Um, The chorus in particular, where it just says over and over again uh, in Howard's majestic voice, uh, that's really (laughs) what sold this song for me. Uh, Like the Torch were always a band that I thought was all right. Uh, Their 2018 album was 
just all right. I didn't love it. Uh, but if I think if they lean more into the queen vocals with the heavier instrumentals and like they do get heavy in the breakdown, uh, they yeah. absolutely let it rip in the breakdown. But I feel like the queens work better for me. Um, I, I will say um, album coming out June 25th. Yeah, uh, you will be the death of me. Uh, apparently the uh, the drummer for Whitechapel is also the new drummer for this band. That's like two sides of a very interesting coin. <laughs> when am I getting blast beats on a light the torch song? <laughs> I want it. I want it ASAP. So I yeah. actually think I disagree with Jake. I for this band, I like the the I like Howard's uncleans more. I do like his cleans, but I feel like it's like too much candy. You, yep. You, you, yep. It's too, too much. It's if it's, no. It's like there's if there's too oh. much of it. Yeah, too I much of a good thing. Like it. Yeah, yeah, no. It's, it's, I, I, it almost it's like too power metal esque, and that's I think the thing I didn't like about Kill Switch Engage. Mm-hmm. Um, it's too. What do you what, what do you call it? Regular metal. I don't know what the term. I don't know. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you're saying. It's there's there's a very like epic, powerful delivery that goes with a lot of like. Maybe not necessarily Metallica, but like when you think traditional metal, yeah, yeah. that sort of thing. And in like, you know what? You put it perfectly. It, it, it's too much of a good thing. In, in short bursts, it's great. If I have to hear it for a whole song, I'm not quite as sold on it. Like his Howard Jones's talent is undeniable, but like, it's almost too much for me in this band in general. And just like for this, I don't know. This is this is crossing more into the. Yeah, actually, you know what? Never mind. You put everything perfectly. I'm a- <laughs> <laughs> I'm, that rarely I'm, happens. I'm, I'm, yielding my, I'm yielding my time and deferring all questions, comments, concerns to Jacob. <laughs> He's got me on this one. All right, seems like no questions. Let's move on then. <laughs> no comments or concerns. This is the Justin, truth. take the wheel. <laughs> yes, yes. So there's a band I've been a little bit excited about uh, within the past week. Uh, Envied by Angels put out a new song called Foe. Um, they actually put out a cover of Fly Leaves all around to me, and that's how I found uh, that they had released a new song, also because of Dreambound, because Dreambound is all-powerful. And I think they are this year's speech patterns for me. I think they're my new obsession. <laughs> or la- last year's Loveless this year, I guess. I don't know. It's, the way, ba- it's this- one of those bands that you discover and you're just hooked immediately. Yeah, basically. and the song is fucking great. I- I'm a huge fan of it. But it's, I was just going to say, it's got kind of like a... It's that style of vocal delivery that you get from like Sleeping with Sirens or Pierce the Veil, almost that kind of like higher pitched male delivery. But like it's because of that, it's very nostalgic in a way mm-hmm. like the song is, I feel like. But it's got enough of like a unique modern flair to it that it's safe to make those comparisons without saying that, oh, this band sounds like those bands. Does that make sense? Like. Yeah. No, that makes sense. The and delivery like, style is there, but the band is unique in their own way. And I was also—I also wasn't completely sold on this band on the first lesson, um, mm. but I, I rediscovered them, enjoyed the song more, and then I actually went back and listened to their Valor EP, their first EP they released, and 
man, that's good for a debut EP release for a band that only has 1,500 monthly listeners. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, I feel like I get these, like, small bands in my Discover Weekly that, like, have put out material, and it's like, man, like, you can tell, like, it very reflects that they're a smaller band and the way that they sound and, like, everything. It feels like on the podcast here, we've just gotten, like, small band after small band after small band that sounds amazing for where they're at. I feel like between the four of us, we're able to, like, sniff out the good ones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like between what I'm the hearing four, is we got taste. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, if we didn't have taste, I don't know if we'd be doing this podcast. To be real, but. Yeah, we, I'm just. I, I wake up in the morning. I hop in my Discover Weekly. I'm like, I'm like, metal board. Your mic has your mic has distorted so bad during that, which makes it infinitely funnier. Yo, um, I, I yo my my apologies. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got the worst mic uh, in it. Anyway, I think uh, all that I want to add is that uh, I feel like this is almost one of those cases where unclean vocals are forced when they don't need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if yeah, that's just me, but their Queens vocalist is so talented, and not to put oh, down yeah. their Unqueens vocalist, but I I think I would appreciate this song significantly more if it it's, was just it's the same him. guy. It's, it's the, the same, same guy. guy. Yeah, literally the uh, same guy. You complimented him. Did you just him fall and... over in his chair? <laughs> no, <laughs> that man just I. One of my gone? CDs that I have hanging on my wall just fell over. <laughs> I was like, I was like, this guy. <laughs> just died on the spot <laughs> yeah yeah no it's the same guy and honestly like i agree but that's why when i went to go listen to the cover they released uh last week as well that's why i kind of fell into them um because that that song is entirely clean because it's a, it's a flyleaf song but like you know it, they definitely have some really good range this vocalist does um i think it's just two guys I've only yeah, seen yeah, uh, the, the music, the music video for this song only had the two of them. And that, that's kind of why I thought the other guy did the unclean vocals. Cause like in the video. Uh, oh yeah. Like in, in the video too. Um, yeah. Um, that's all I got. Jake, you're I, up. I was going to say, I think, I think, like. <laughs> I think after Justin uh, insulted me so bad, <laughs> my poor microphone, my ears might need uh, some, some holy water. Um, Speaking of holy honor, we've got a new single from Zade Wolf entitled, you guessed it, <laughs> Holy Water. I hate that that's just become the norm for fucked up transitions. Where it's like, mention the name oh, of the song it. title. Speaking of, we oh have my a song goodness, called guys. That Name. <laughs> Unrelated, but yeah. holy shit. Completely, <laughs> completely, completely after that. accidentally. <laughs> anyway, uh, Holy Water, Zade Wolf. Uh, this is more of the same that you're going to expect from Zade Wolf. It's another stadium alt-rock kind of anthem. Uh, and as per usual with this kind of stuff, it's... A lot of what I appreciate in this genre is the groovy drum beats. I don't think this song ex- uh, extenuates it as much as previous songs like Madness has. Um, but I, this is just another solid song from Zade Wolf that, like, if you're into this type of sound, you're going to like this song. And if you're not into the sound, you're probably not going to like it. There's nothing really new to offer here. Yeah, that's basically all I got to say. Justin, I don't know if you have anything. No, I pretty much hit everything up. Zade is the kind of got a little bit stale for me so i don't really have too much to add fair enough 
So given the amount of music we have to talk about this month, let's zoom on ahead. We got Silverstein and their brand new song called Bankrupt. Silverstein going hard. Silverstein yeah, went hard on this one. That is true. They went hard, and I'm honestly, I don't like it. Oh, I do. I, I think it's better. Say... I think it's more accessible than their. Well, maybe not their previous album, but stuff before that. I, I, yeah, I agree. I compare it to Madness from their last album, and I, I liked Madness. Because it was, it was a perfect blend of cleans and uncleans. This one, I, I think, was just kind of overpowering with the amount of uncleans. Um, not to say he can't do them all. I think I think he does them fine. But I did not not like it. But like, it's not something I'm going to go back and replay and stuff. I have a very interesting take on this song. Oh, boy. You were talking about accessibility. I think okay. the uncleans are more accessible than the queens in the chorus here. I don't think I've ever heard you say those words in that sentence. Because so when I'm listening to the song, I'm I'm kind of vibing with the vocal delivery of the unqueen verses, and then it gets to the chorus, and it's one of those moments where you expect it to pound, and it doesn't. It just like kind of hits, and everything slows down to like ten miles an hour, and that contrast in both the instrumentation and the vocals just does not work for me. Like I think if for me, when I listened to this song for the first time, the chorus was the thing that put me off more than anything else. And like, as someone that was maybe listening to Silverstein for the first time, and I'm into this type of music already, I'm listening to the verses and I'm into it. And then I get to the chorus and it just kind of throws me off. And like, I might never listen to it again. I don't know if that's uh, completely uh, off base. No, but... because I felt the exact same way the first time I listened to it. I listened to it more, and now I prefer the chorus. To well, the yeah, verse. the chorus has grown on me. I I actively enjoy the song now, but I think like as a first time listener, this song yeah. is going to put off a lot of people in the chorus and the Queen vocal delivery, which I think is just kind of abnormal. Yeah, it's 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 the tempo change. Yeah, really. You know, I don't know. I so this is my favorite silver scene song. Like, I'm just gonna throw that one out there. I like mm. this more than anything off be, that last it album. Might be mine as well. I need to. I I think maybe. Yeah. Something Silverstein wrong in the case. Man, I don't. Well, no, I like I I liked everything off that last album. I just, I yeah. think this is like a step in the right direction though. Like this is this yeah, is reminiscent well, off of a uh, uh, metalcore Silverstein. Yeah. Well, this is some like closer to their older material, right? At least from what no. I know. I thought their older yeah. two was a lot more punky than this. Well, I meant They're... in terms of like overall heaviness, not like metalcore uh, style uh, things. You know, what I'm saying? I don't like, know. I'm pretty sure. I think I, I think I, Dead I, Reflections I, was. You sound right. I've just I there. I I don't have a lot of history. <laughs> I'm confident enough in my wrongness. Their old sound stuff right, right. reminds me of of Hawthorne Heights. Yeah, I feel like they're more like screamo back then, yeah, yeah, like emo yeah, yeah. screamo type yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 that's the if, if, <laughs> yeah. If, it felt like the uncleans were missing a lot from like the last album, so this is kind of like a return to maybe not the screamo style of thing, but like a general heaviness. Maybe I don't know. Either way, I I, I really really like this song. That main riff is fantastic. I think I think my favorite part of the song is actually that delivery, the second verse where it's uh, 
Hail to the king. Well, who's yep. the fucking king? I, I actually have like, a point that I want to make on that uh, verse. Uh, mm-hmm. Awake at last, their song Purgatorium. Uh, I feel like it, that song has a very similar to what delivery to the um, to that verse and just kind of the verses in general to this song. And considering Purgatorium is probably my favorite song from Awake at Last, or at least top two, top three. Mm-hmm. I that I think that's why I like the verses so much. It just kind of is reminiscent of that for me. I don't know how to describe that type of sound, but yeah, it's it's interesting. I I don't know. I I like the way it was varied and like he it's it's like somebody in the crowd is like like he he's projecting onto a crowd. He's like hail to the king, and somebody in the crowd is like, well, who's the fucking king? Like it, <laughs> it felt like it was it was slightly quieter in a way. That's the mental image I got. I don't know. It it was very interesting listening to it overall. I I just I think this is one of the better songs released this month. Yeah, <laughs> At least this is, in my this opinion. Is solid. This is definitely solid for sure. Let's switch gears a bit. Half Hearted have a brand new song featuring Gina Fritz called Fun. Is it fun? Yes. 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 Cool. Moving on. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. I. <laughs> This is a great song. Real quick. It's, it's a fun song. We, it's also a great song. Before we get super into it, Jacob, do you have Spotify open? Yes. I want you to play the first 10 seconds of this song, and I want you to tell me how you feel about it compared to Skin to Skin by Movements. All right. Well, the Jake, scientific go ahead. experiment is going on. <laughs> tell me, <laughs> tell okay. me, I'm wrong, bro. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're you're absolutely right. I, I was I really was like, expecting us to wait those ten seconds. <laughs> we, no, we, no, no. we had to wait two seconds for that one. That might be that might be a Guinness World Record for fastest scientific experiment. I have Spotify open. I'm looking right at the playlist right now. That's what I'm saying. It's like it freaks me out. Like it's it's eerily similar, but like maybe just the melody of it like the tone's just a little bit different it's like a i don't know this this reference may be lost you guys know how in like edm how somebody will put out a song and then they'll do like that song vip and it's like a variance in production that's what this intro like melody sounds like it's like skin to skin by movements vip (laughs) it's 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 really weird i I heard it and i was like what what am i listening to did did movements make its way into the playlist i'm like oh no it's (laughs) half-hearted um well, that's it. I'm glad that you also like this. This, this to me, continues the trend from Half-Hearted for every single song we've gotten since that last album where I like it. I don't really have anything bad to say about it. It's just not my favorite. Yeah. You know? I think uh, similar to Seeing in Color, which we talked about back in February, this song is missing that oomph in the chorus. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when they add that extra energy in the chorus, this band really shines and I, the more I listen to this song, the more I think like the low key chorus uh, instrumentation works. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think that uh, increasing the tempo, increasing the energy would have done this song some favors because th- this song starts out like the way this song opens up with the riff and uh, the feature with Gina. It's so like fun. <laughs> no mm-hmm. pun intended <laughs> wow <laughs> and then you get to the chorus and it kind of drops off some of that fun energy. It still works, but it kind of drops off some of that energy uh, that if you keep it going through the song, this would have been on replay throughout the month, I feel. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Or maybe half-heartedly. 
Uh, before, before we move on, one last shout out to uh, Gina Fritz on the feature. She did a great job yes, here. Absolutely Fantastic feature. feature. And also, uh, great job on Half-Hearted for spicing up the feature by throwing it right at the opening. Like, that, that was very unexpected and very yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. strange. Like, you don't see that every day where a song opens with the feature. But anyway, let's move on to Foxblood and their brand new song called This Town Needs Guns. awful <laughs> interesting okay um, awful song i i don't think i'll disagree because the lyricism on this song is interesting to say the least i don't entirely know what it's trying to get at with this town needs guns but this song is so far from what i have expected foxblood to be from their album Grief and Mercy Sweep to the past couple of songs we've talked about uh, in the recent months, this is so far gone from anything that they have ever done before. It's like almost math rock, and then you get a fucking sax at the end. And I'm, I was so thrown off by this song to the point where, like, the shock factor almost made me enjoy this song. And I still think that I do enjoy this song, <laughs> But I, it's missing kind of that uh, specialty that some of their other songs have had that have made me really enjoy this band. I'm just very curious to see if this influences their sound on other upcoming singles or if this is more of a one-off. Uh, now, uh, Jacob, if you have anything else you want to say, floor is yours. Um, just in general, I haven't really liked anything we've... Uh, any fox blood songs we've talked about on the show i don't know just not your style well i think I it's fair they, they have uh a very distinct vocal delivery which i think can be off-putting for some people but it works for me so um yeah i don't, I don't know if there's too much more to say here it's so. kind of like the delivery is kind of like um i want to say the devil is prada um we'll get to that one later i guess yeah um i think but, uh, i think we're good to move on unless you have anything else you want to say no i'm good Let's so is word. back they have a brand new song called deafening i think for once in a long time, first of all, reset the counter to zero. Podcast without mentioning soul on zero. Mm-hmm. Um, we did one month. Yeah. One month. Where we <laughs> there was, there wasn't a break, and there isn't going to be. Yeah. Uh, but there isn't going to be a break. But there is, uh, th- at the tip of the iceberg, the song ain't that bad. Solent has made an actually decent song. This I like is- it sounds no, nothing ahead. like Solens has released before at least what i've been familiar with. this is much more reminiscent to their debut album sound and yeah. some pieces of that ep last year but it's everything about this song just feels so fresh compared to what they have released over the past year um the, the instrumentation i think is top notch uh you get some sick guitar work and drum work in the chorus 
Um, and you get a little bit of a letdown of a breakdown. It's like not even 10 seconds of a breakdown. Yeah. Um, which is a little disappointing. Um, but like overall, considering that we haven't been the kindest to Solens on this podcast in the past, <laughs> like I, I am happy to report that we are not shitting on this band today. Yes, it is a step in the right direction. Every we, band gets one. Exactly. We've we've reset the uh, days without talking about Solence meter, and we're not unhappy about it. Yeah. Which um, is a win in and of itself. Absolutely. Mm, absolutely. Going to be talking about them next month, so stick we'll around. That means it's up to them to keep making songs that aren't bad. Yeah. <laughs> How we'll awkward would they it be it. if if Solens wanted to do Hive Mind after hours with us? Yeah, they like yeah. What do you think? They they go back and like, all right, what do these guys have to think about our past material? And they're like, this fucking sucks. And it's like, oh, hey guys, I'm suddenly busy on that uh, day. You want to be? Uh... No, they don't even respond. They just block us. Yeah, we're just instantly blocked, <laughs> ghosted, ghosted by Solens. Uh, anyway, this this song is definitely a step in the right direction, and I hope they keep up with it uh, in their future singles. Um, I don't feel like there's anything special to mention here. It mm-hmm. just leans back into the sound that I think we all enjoyed from Solent, which is yes. that debut album. Yes, absolutely. Moving Jake, on. There, there are a thousand reasons to like this next song. That's uh, what I was going to say. Yeah, that's yo. Hive mind in full effect. I had to do it first. It had to be done. I I figured that somebody else was thinking about it. Yeah, exactly. Man, look, I gotta redeem myself somehow. Loveless are back with a new single entitled "A Thousand Reasons." I'll give you credit on that transition because that was definitely better than whatever the hell you did with Holy Water. Yeah, <laughs> like I said, it's my redemption arc. You, you balance out the scale. No matter what transition you do, this song is hundred times better. Right? Yeah, exactly. Now, I guess from whatever. Yeah, you you had a perfect opportunity there. Come on. I am proud to report that we have been talking about Loveless since uh, they released someone else in August. And it has always been consistently good, but for the first time, Loveless has released my favorite song of the week, and I could not be happier to say that. This song fucks. This, this is the best Loveless song. By far. You no question. First. Hands down. This song's amazing. Second favorite. You're wrong. Yep, mine too. Mine too. My <laughs> second favorite. I, this is the only one that made it into my playlist. The, every I, Loveless song has made I, it into my playlist. This has by far been my favorite one. And I think a lot of that has to do with just the massive chorus that this song has to offer. Julian yeah. does wonders with his vocals in the chorus. It is so powerful and emotional. Not to mention instrumentally, this leans more into their heavier side of uh, post-hardcore pop punk kind of aesthetic. And it's just executed perfectly. I feel and, like this like, this is kind of an evolution of better because better kind of had the same structure that a thousand reason has but i feel like julian is a lot more expressive in his vocal Mm. delivery in this that just makes it sound much better my mom likes this song (laughs) oh yeah Yeah. that's 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 the true test true is if a mom if your mom likes one of the songs that we talk about in this podcast no that really is though i mean like that's that's a testament to i guess like julian's like in pop sensibility mixed with the more like hard aspects of this band 
I guess you could say. I don't know. I, I you're it being your favorite. I'm glad that you finally like a loveless song for me. This is second behind haunting me. Mm-hmm. Um, second uh, behind lighthouse for me. What we can all agree on, I feel like, is that the fact this that this album is needs all, to come out. Yeah, the fact that this song is consistently either or, our favorite or our second favorite song from Loveless. Yes. Yeah. I think it's, it's coming a out testament. June the 4th. And I think that's a testament this, to how good this, this album is. going to be really good. Yeah, yeah th- this is definitely going to be a fantastic album, for sure. All right, we need to start listing your thousand reasons why it's going to be a fantastic album. Uh, uh, number one. This All right, song. so Jacob, since it's your idea, you can start. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, I'll we'll start with number one, and then <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll and then next. you can I'll do number next. two. I'll go next, and then I'll go grab a drink, <laughs> <laughs> or two or three, and, and then and then uh, you have to pay to get Justin's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Justin's Patreon. reasons are behind a paywall. <laughs> I love how that's just kept going on since January. <laughs> that, that is an open wound, wound, you fuckers. You need to stop that bleeding anyway, now. Uh, Jacob, oh, no. number, oh, J- number one, oh, Jacob. No. Number one, please. Yeah, he's done. He's oh, done. Oh, he's oh, done. Oh, I thought you him. were going to say number one. Sorry, no, sorry, no, sorry, sorry. That's why he said Jacob, hello. Why are we still on this? Get me out, get me out, get me uh, out. Number one is this song. Number two is... I don't know. Yo, Number fifteen. Justin, I really. Burger no, King. No, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> I've had enough. I, I really, I really appreciated Justin's earlier transition or yeah, attempt at one. Let's Let, <laughs> stop um, the bleeding. Let's stop the bleeding and move on. Wolves oh, the gate. Stop the bleeding. What the hell was that transition? Good lord. <laughs> it was, bro, it was better than anything else. Dude, we, we, just ruined, we just ruined that. At least that I, tried. Yo, I tried. Yo, <laughs> Julian come out punching the air right now. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, man, the album is delayed another month. Fuck you guys. All right, so I'm going to keep quiet about this one. I want to hear what you guys have to say about this uh, one. Derek, you start, because I think we might have a similar opinion on this one. Okay, it's about as good as some of the mid-tier material off of Eclipse. Um, the intro <laughs> sounds like he's reading it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I didn't expect to go first, and so now I'm just like, uh. <laughs> but no, I like this the intro, like that intro vocal instrumental riff combination thing, fantastic. Um, I like this better than I guess some of the like what I would consider lower tier material off of Eclipse. Um, I mentioned it on the night it released, but like the structure of this and some of the sound of it reminds me of like. A Beartooth song. Yeah, that's what I was hoping you were gonna bring up. Yeah, this song kind of feels like Beartooth light. Yeah, actually, like, I, now that you say that, it does. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I and, and that's and not I necessarily. Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I was just about to say it's not necessarily a bad thing. I'm just left kind of like indifferent about it. Like there are parts of this that I really enjoy. There are parts of it, and there are more parts of it. I guess I should say that I'm just kind of okay with. So if this is like a lead single, I don't mind it as a song in general. I'm not as happy if this is a lead single. Interested to see what further songs released from this band for this next album cycle sound like. Hopefully it's a little bit different than this and has a bit more of its like own identity rather than being able to be like easily compared to another band. We'll see. Yeah. Time will tell. I think this I'm... song is missing a bit of the flair that some of the best songs on Equips had. This feels yeah, kind of just staple wolves at the gate. Beartooth Light. 
however I, you want to phrase it. I agree. Um, I'm the band. I'm the person who's probably more uh, into this band than anyone uh, yeah. here, and I feel like this this song is definitely made for live shows and mosh pits and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, absolutely. But uh, in general, I'm just gonna kind of echo what you guys said. I, I I adore more emotional, slower Wolves of the Gate, uh, Blessings and Curses. Um, Enemy was also really good. There was the cu- the Cure is probably the best way to incorporate Uncleans and their kind of more emotional tone. But overall, I I feel like if this is part of an album cycle, this is probably gonna be on the lower end of the album for yeah. me. Uh, yeah, and I'm just hoping this isn't the direction they're gonna be going because the the rest of their previous albums had sounded a lot slower than this. Um, did have a different message for obvious reasons, but I don't know. I, I'm I'm optimistic, but this isn't my favorite. That's that's about where I'm at yep. too. Just, yep. We'll see. Cautiously optimistic. Another thing that I'm cautiously optimistic about is One Morning Left. They have a new album coming out soon, but let's talk about their brand new song called Creatures with a V. I don't know why it's Creativers, but... Because they want to they, be different than Motionless and White. Maybe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, no, I feel like... Okay, so I... Real quick, this is kind of a... I guess kind of a tangent, but, like, I feel like it's almost better to not distinguish yourself. Like, if you put the U in there, it's like somebody's searching up for Creatures by Motionless and White, mm. and then this pops up as well, and it's like, mm. oh, well, I may as well listen to it, because I've, I've had plenty of songs that I found searching for a different song and i'm like oh is this a cover and then it's a separate song entirely you know so just a thought i i really you know the more i think about it now the less this v makes sense but whatever i don't care because they finally put out a song with personality again and i yes dig- sir that is so true this is uh their second best song behind neon highway for sure mm-hmm. it's not particularly close the gap between these two and the other songs that we've been talking about the past few months that have not impressed us this I think this song stands out because it leans more into their Queen's vocalist. Um, he carries basically the entire song outside of like one verse, uh, where their unqueen vocalist comes in, um, and he does like some backing screams and whatever. But th- as you said, this song just has that personality which a lot of their other songs have kind of lacked uh, in recent memory. Yeah, the uh, there was like a right around like the midway point of the song, there was this electronic like synth solo. It was very reminiscent of uh, like Empire of the Sun by Solence. Like I feel like that that was the biggest like comparison I could draw, and I was like, man, like I I am digging this. Um, yeah, I, I was pleasantly surprised when this song came out, and I was like, I'm digging this. Yeah, exactly. Well, especially considering like you mentioned before, we just kind of felt okay about it after being kind of teased with the potential of this band with the yeah. first we talked about them in Neon Highway. I do not like the song at all man that's fair that's <laughs> fair like i've said that a lot this this month <laughs> well you so know what no, i don't i don't even blame you because like me overall like this song to me is just kind of okay but i'm i don't even care because i'm just happy that we've got something that's different from this band as opposed to the 2010s crabcore-esque generic stuff that we've gotten for the past two singles 
I am I am happy to report I've never been happier to just like a song. Right? <laughs> like anyway. yeah, I don't know if there's too much more to say here. So let's move on then. Of Mice and Men have a brand new song out called Bloom. Guys, this is my favorite of Mice and Men song. Guys, this is my least favorite Ever? of Mice and Men song. I had to take the chance, okay? Um, That's fair. Th- yeah, this song just did not click with me the way any of the three songs from their Obsolete EP did. Um, maybe that'll change, but I don't know. It just didn't click with me. Timeless EP. Timeless, right. It, uh, I forget that it's called uh, Timeless I wonder... because Obsolete is the only song that I've really gone back to. I was going to say, I wonder what Jake's favorite song of that EP is. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, is just out of curiosity, is is this song and the last EP the only of My Cement Exposure you've had? Yes. No. No, 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 I was, I was talking about Jake. Oh, yeah. Uh, I know, I, I know I listened, not for you, Justin. I, I listened to, to like, maybe one or two. What was their 2018 Earth and Sky? Earth I and might Sky, have yeah. listened to one or two songs off of that, but that oh, was that's like, definitely not. That's definitely not. Yeah. That is, that is <laughs> all that I've ever heard of them before. So I'm basically this going is, into this band blind with this new series of EPs that they're doing. This Bloom is very, like, Restoring Force-esque. Yeah. Uh-huh. I feel like. So it's similar it's, to uh, uh, Anchor. Yep. Anchor. Yeah. Eh. which I am completely fine with. I mean, Aaron Polly really demonstrating that Austin Carlisle was just not needed. Like, I, I appreciate the older material, but I feel like this band is just better than ever. Like, they've, they've, they've been able to, like, forge a new path, but also call back to some of their older material from when Austin was there and do it just as well, if not better. Um, I will echo Jake in a way, I think that this is my least favorite of the four of the quote-unquote like new EP mm. era. But with that said, it's still a really good song. Like, there's just a lot to love here, especially with the atmosphere that this band creates um, with the rain and just I the drummer really is the highlight of this song, and I feel like I the agree. last EP as well. I mean, it just with all the elements that are here, it really feels like they've created something special and different. That like I've heard of Mice and Men a million times, but it still feels like every song that they've got recently has its own like unique identity to it. Um, my favorite part of this song is actually the uh, bit right before the chorus, where he goes, "Have they ever spent the night screaming at the sky?" And then like right before the chorus, there's a faint asking why in the background that gets screamed. Mm-hmm. I just I I loved I loved that bit. Um, yeah. I will say the instrumentals, um, the chorus, and especially the the startup, like the build up to the song, are my favorite parts of the song. I feel like if the if the uncleans were, I feel the lyrics in this song are amazing. Like if you actually mm-hmm. look at the the lyrics and stuff, they did a really good job with that. Um, I feel like the uncleans went on a bit too long in this. I feel like if you had given them a few more, like a given the cleans to kind of breathe a little bit more instead of just re- retreating it to the opening of the song and the chorus, I feel like the song would have been better, uh, at least better received. This still somehow is one of my most replayed songs of this month. And I have no <laughs> idea why. 
Um, I'll probably still be saying Anchor is probably going to be my favorite of the cycle after uh, this yep. month is over. But like for, for now, I, I've been really vibing to the song somehow. I mean, I'll, I'll just say that this band really at this point, I feel like can do no wrong. They've hit their stride in the best possible way. And I'm very excited for the next couple of EPs and whatever comes next. Speaking. Uh, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. You're pretty much going to say what I was going to say. I was going to say, speaking of a uh, band that is back in the best possible way, uh, Monuments of a Memory are back with their new single, Seeking Somewhere. The song is, is a chef's kiss. This was a I huge this surprise. This is a huge surprise for me. I had never heard of this band. I hear this for the first time, and I am in love with every aspect of this song. It's like, the vocals, both the mm-hmm. clean vocals and the harsh vocals. Yeah. The opening with like the synth bit in the background is sick as fuck. Um, <laughs> instrumentally, like the drum work, the guitar, like everything about this song is fantastic. One of my favorite songs of the month for sure. They took a break from releasing for new new stuff for four years, and they come back better than ever. Yeah, this there. is what's up. I want to know if this, this reminds me of a, a specific band, and I want to okay. know if it, now and on Earth. Ooh, I'm gonna give you a mostly yes. I had Dead by April written down. Dead by April, yeah. Well, uh, Dead yeah. by April. Dead by April is heavier. Yeah. Although I will say the the think, main Dead by Jacob April song. Yeah. Yeah, now you know, that is a band that needs to come back. Now on Unearth. Yeah. New material. It's been They're six Canadian years. They're probably too. gone. I thought they were British. Uh, I thought they were Canadian. I'm pretty sure. Alright, hold on. We're gonna settle the score. I'll find out. <laughs> um uh, I mean either way, like this this is a great note to come mm-hmm. back on, right? Like just I this is this is probably my favorite of their material that I've heard. Justin, how are you feeling about it? Okay, good. Yeah, no, this this is a great return to form. If this is how their their sound is going to be now that they're back, like feed it directly into my bloodstream. This <laughs> I cannot get enough of the song. Also, I stand corrected. Now and on Earth is Canadian. They're out of Montreal. Nah, uh, nice. that's why. What do you mean? That's why they yeah, broke they're, up. They're Frenchies. <laughs> they're, they're gone because they're Canadian. They're French Canadians. Damn French Canadians. Uh, my favorite oh, subset of the genre: that. French Canadian metalcore. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, dude. Yeah. Um, Monument of Memory. They're back. Go check them out. Excited for this album cycle. Please give me more. I'm begging you. Um, defenses. Are also back uh, with, with their new more. single, Something More. So, I- I've been a big fan of Defenses ever since I found them last year. Their EP, uh, Thoughts That Keep You Awake, was uh, in contention for one of my favorite EPs of last year. Uh, in saying that, I don't feel like this song hits the same strides that that EP does. I feel like, it, for whatever, it's just not clicking with me in the same way that most of that EP did last year. And I really can't explain why, because it has all the same elements. Uh, her vocals are as good as ever. The unclean vocals are, I feel like, a little bit more pronounced in the song. This song definitely leans more into the heavier side of this band. 
and uh, he definitely has a very unique way of screaming. I don't know how to describe it. Um, yeah. But I feel like that's probably the biggest thing that puts you guys off from this song, from what I'm aware of. Yeah, that's... I He, he does have a unique, like, unclean vocal... Well, maybe not necessarily unique, but less common, I feel like, style. But at the same time, this song also feels like something I've heard a bunch before. I can't really place it. Maybe it's the structure or the way that, like, the song itself is presented. But I I, I didn't hate it. It's like it's it's not on the ground like I, it was my least favorite song or single of the week like full disclosure, and it's not on the grounds that it was bad. It's just that like nothing stuck out as memorable to me, and so I'm just kind of left like oh I heard this moving on, mm-hmm. right? Like nothing here hooks me and it makes me want to come back, which is not what I want to be able to say about a song, you know? Yeah, for sure, for sure. I don't know if I have too much more to add. I feel like I've kind of aired out my thoughts on this song. I feel like. This is one of those bands that got their name from the dartboard. As <laughs> <laughs> opposed to the next band we're talking to? Talking about? Two? What do you mean? What's wrong, what's wrong with their name? <laughs> I don't know. Is that there's, our transition to no the way. next song? Yeah, sure. That's go for our it. transition, sure. All right. Attack, attack are back with two new singles. Kawaii Cowboys and Brecky are a bombshell. You mean Bar Mitzvah bombshell? Dude, not the Bar Mitzvah, the Brontosaurus <laughs> bombshell. <laughs> so, uh, Derek, the floor is yours to speak on Kawaii Cowboys. One, two, three, hey. All right, All right next song. Was, yeah, <laughs> next song. Brecky, uh, you're a bombshell. Do you have dude. anything more to say on Kawaii Cowboys? Or is that uh, well, I was just going to say that like Kawaii Cowboys is one of the more unique bits of music I've heard this year, even though it's only 43 seconds, and it's in my top 20 most played songs of the year. <laughs> like, yeah. God, I'm, I'm so out of control. <laughs> dude, it is. It's like, I, there is no reason really why i should enjoy this as much as i did i heard it for the first time and i just i haven't been able to put it down since i like, <laughs> believe i like i listened to the song a bunch of times when derek told me to mm-hmm. and it's like what One, is this two, why? three hey hey <laughs> what is this <laughs> um and then i was listening to it yesterday <laughs> and i'm just like this is not I. I think I just hated it because the name. It's, it's you hated the concept. Yeah. This is. Yeah. Is this the epitome I'm, I'm of a guilty pleasure that song? I like this song. Is this yeah. the epitome of a yeah. guilty pleasure? Song? It is. Yeah, it is. It's it a is. guilty pleasure. It is. It is. Fantastic. There's. There's no reason. There's no reason I should like this as much as I do. But damn it, I love it. I think. I think Bill Murray prepped me for this moment when he put the steel <laughs> guitar in that breakdown. Um. And Rich sips. I was waiting for the metalcore country fusion in this. <laughs> by God, by God, I got given, I got given it by Bill Murray Light effectively at this point. Yeah, <laughs> steel guitar, unstoppable in metalcore. Forget, forget violin. I need, I need more bands with steel guitars. Well, you can't um, say that. No, you can't. Yeah, yeah, we'll, no. we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um. Brachyura Bombshell is more of like a return to form. You mean Babadoo Bombshell? Bam, Babadoo Bombshell. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> it's just gonna be a different name I mean, every time we say it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Bro, I can't believe it. I j- it just hit me. I said Brontosaurus. I could have just said Brachiosaurus, and it would have worked. I'm pissed. I failed myself. <laughs> Anyway, this is like a return to form for Attack Attack in a sense. Like all my life was just kind of like whatever. This like has Crabcore elements, and mm-hmm. the vocalist's delivery is strangely like Caleb Shomo esque. Like the way that his inflection on the uncleans, I think it's in the first verse. I was like, the fuck. <laughs> like, it, it's it's almost a dead ringer for at least the vocal delivery style of Caleb Shomo. It's strange. It really is, but they're they're back in full force with the material that I feel like everybody wanted to hear when mm. Attack Attack came back, you know, as opposed to All My Life. I feel like they maybe tested the waters with All just My the, Life getting put out just first. Just the title of that song sounds yeah, like a Falling in Reverse exactly. song. Exactly. A Falling in Reverse song. Yeah, it does. And the song sounds like a fall. Uh, well, a half-ass. Oh, you mean All My Life? Song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought you meant this, song. and I'm like, what no, the no, no, fuck? No, 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 no. I love this song, no. I'm talking about <laughs> I like that distinction. No, this can't be falling in reverse. I love this song. <laughs> no, I, wow. I just, I'm, I'm really, I'm really vibing with these two way more than I was all my life. And like, suddenly I'm like, oh, I want the new attack attack album rather than, eh, I'll take it or leave it. If it all sounds like all my life, this, this is what I want from attack attack. What is a bionicle bombshell? I have absolutely no idea. Let me see what the, hold on. Well, I looked this up. Jake, Justin, do you guys have any thoughts on this? I thought this was all right. Uh, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. Um, at times, it almost it. felt like it was hitting that boundary of like, how heavy will I go, which might feel a little strange because it's not terribly heavy. You gotta but be at fucking times... kidding me. I, I'm really sorry. Brachyura is the scientific name for crab. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. That is amazing. Oh, oh my god. I can't believe it. I'm so I'm glad you looked that up. Bro, and I, I, the music video for this too is like the members of Attack Attack like getting into a robot crab and like defeating Godzilla or something. God damn it. I'm sorry. It's very interesting. I'm sorry, continue. I just I was so upset by I Googled it and a picture of my wow. crab came up and I thought, fuck. Like, you know? What's up? Hmm, they're embracing the memes, aren't they? Yeah. They're hmm. This could I it's either gonna end really well or really poorly yeah, for them. That that <laughs> Cause that means that they're acknowledging the fact that people want crab core. So that's mm-hmm. like, you know, now they're saying, Alright, we'll deliver it, which they did with this song, we'll see if it continues. I wouldn't be surprised if all my life gets cut from the album, to be quite honest. <laughs> I would not. I would not put it past them. I think that they put that out as a feeler. People said it's whatever. I want. I want more crab core. And they're like, all right, we got you. All my life scrapped. All that money down the drain. We're putting out crab core only. Yeah, I think. Uh, uh, I don't really have too much more to add. I I thought the chorus was solid. Breakdown was pretty sick. Uh, but it just it just didn't fully click with me. So I haven't gone back to it all that much. Do you prefer Kawaii Cowboys? Honestly, maybe. It's the correct answer. <laughs> uh, what I prefer to both of those songs is this brand new song from Never Tell called Know My Loneliness.
Yeah, I'm excited uh, to hear you say those words. Yup. It, it's close. No, I can't say it. I was going to say this is my favorite song of the month, <laughs> but I can't go that far. Uh, in saying that, the fact that I'm considering saying that this is my favorite song of the month, I think says more than anything else that I'm about to say. We're um, on the right path. Yeah, this is by far my favorite Never Tell song. It's not close. Similar to uh, what I've said in the past couple of episodes uh, with Sad Looks Pretty On Me from Rivals, uh, having talked to a friend energy. This song also has similar levels of talk to a friend energy. I think it's funny how talk to a friend has just become a scale of how good a song <laughs> is when it hits yeah. like that emotional chord. Um, this song just hits it perfectly for me. I haven't resonated to lyrics from a song so quickly in a while. Like there, there are very few songs this year where I have resonated with the lyrics and they have clicked with me and I have like understood them like after the second listen. Like it's like Hostage by Normandy and like sad looks pretty on me and this like that that's it's it's a tight club of songs that i have clicked with as fast as i have <laughs> this one and i have not been able to put this song down all month this is my favorite single from them by far not even close second i favorite. love it what's your favorite know. everything <laughs> in my mind oh okay that'd probably be my second yeah i don't know there's just great melodies right like yeah. <laughs> great vocal delivery yeah, the, the vocal delivery and the chorus just gets me every time, bro. Yeah. The instrumentals, I feel like, aren't anything, like, necessarily special, but I feel like they really help the vocals flow yeah. in a way that, like, adds to the song. Yeah, Raul, uh, the cleans vocalist, uh, really shined in this song. And honestly, if there wasn't so much of a whiplash in All I Need and Back On Me, those would be a lot more in contender between that and know my loneliness but because Raul mm -hmm. was just able to just go all out in something like this no questions this is yeah. better than those i think uh another thing that this song has going for it is just the replay value because this song is three minutes and 21 seconds when i listen to this song this song does not feel like a three minute song this feels like a two minute 30 second song almost with how fast it yeah. goes by in each listen and i think part of that is extenuated mm -hmm. by the like kind of long fade out at the end of it but you're you're in and out of this song so fast. Like there, no time is wasted anywhere in this song, um, and I, just that replay factor on top of everything else has made this one of my favorite songs of the month. Speaking of one of my favorite songs of the month, what was not one of my favorite songs of the month was this new uh, single from Beartooth called Elephant. I was wondering if you would go that far as to say that, but no, you actually have taste still. It's okay. Look, it's not bad. Yeah, it's just not good. It's it's there. It's and just it, it's there. also just following in the footsteps of the past is dead, which is arguably my favorite Beartooth song ever. Yeah, yeah, no, I I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, I don't know. It's just like the other two singles were like, oh, okay, Beartooth is two for two. And I'm very excited for this album. And I hear that. And frankly, I think the breakdown ruins it. And I thought it might be because it's, it's, it's obviously it's got the, the trash can lid bang, you know, anvil clank, whatever that um, landmarks did in Rainfall. And I went back to Rainfall and I actually really enjoy that breakdown. And yep. so I was like, okay, maybe maybe with some time I'll revisit this and, you know, I might like it. You gotta hear it I gave album. it some time. Yeah. 
for like personally i gave it some time i re-listened to it and i'm like man is it, the problem is that the clink is just kind of like there in the background mm-hmm. like at least if you're gonna do it embrace it put it at the forefront maybe it'll be able to hit harder the more time i wait give it some time to mellow this it just it feels too quiet and too out of place i feel like if, if literally if that clank wasn't there and this breakdown was just slightly different i would really like this song i feel like but as it stands i'm just left kind of like eh take it or leave it for me, this song kind of just dropped the ball in the chorus. This chorus is just not that great, especially compared to both The Past is Dead and Devastation, which I thought had solid choruses. This one just doesn't do much for me. Um, yeah. Otherwise, like, the riff, the opening riff of this song is sick as fuck. Um, but <laughs> I feel like that's, like, you get past that almost shock factor and then you're into the rest of the song, and it's more the same old of what you expect from Beartooth, and the chorus just isn't up to the par of some of their better material. And it's just, yeah, kind of take it or leave it. I think is a good way to put it. Also disclaimer when uh, Caleb Shomo says, welcome back. You couldn't resist. He's wrong. I had to do it to, I had to listen to this song before the podcast. You're wrong, Caleb Shomo. I want to resist. <laughs> What you don't need to resist. Uh, maybe maybe you would even go far as to say you were tempted by this next one. Mm. Eminence is back. I mean, t- to be fair, they have not been quiet over the past year, but they are back right. with a brand new single called Temptation. From Sweden they are. (laughs) 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 The temptation really got to us all there. Jacob made the funny noise and we couldn't resist. (laughs) Ah yes. Great funny noise, Jacob. Well done. God, we're children. Help. Send help. This is so good. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like Eminence is one of those bands that that there are very few bands that the four of us are all collectively very high on. And I think Eminence is one of them. Yep. But you throw that into a club with like Dayseeker. um, Slaves. 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 Yeah. uh, Arguably, I think even Stand Atlantic at this point. uh, <laughs> well, 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 Jake, you and me are on the same thing, buddy. It's okay. You guys, have, you guys have been talking decent about Sand Atlantic over the past couple months, so I, <laughs> we'll uh, get to that. We'll get to that. I think I want to start by saying I have generally not been a fan of heavier imminence. Um, I feel yeah. like when I first heard Turn a Light On or Turn the Light On, the heaviest songs on that album were generally my least favorites. I agree. They are the like the yeah. I agree. And can't remember the other one. Yeah, Uh, but this comes around, and I enjoyed this top to bottom. This is heavy eminence done right. Now, given you like this song, what does that give your impression of the other songs off of uh, Turn the Light On? I'm gonna need to go back and re-listen to that. That's one of the albums that I am do a re-listen for at this point. Because I feel like uh, when I first discovered Eminence, when we all listened to that album uh, in 2019, I I wasn't ready for this sound of metalcore at the time, mm. almost. Mm. Now that I'm like 
almost two years past that album releasing now that we've popped your um, metalcore cherry <laughs> Stop. Oh. why would you put it like that oh. yo justin is going into time out no i want you justin it's i need not, you to find not. the nearest wall take off your headset i want you to look at the nearest wall five minutes think about what you've said come back ready to reflect and apologize i That's cannot believe you just said Dude, that they don't even want to put we don't even want to put that behind a dono wall exactly <laughs> I, I cannot don't know what i said people pay, pay to see that patreon no, no, no. If you don't know what he said, it's because it was cut. <laughs> no, no amount of paywall can fix that. Oh, oh God. Order in the no court. Regrets. Order in the court. Um, oh, I think uh, I am due for a re-listen of Turn the Light On because I think now that I know what a good Heavy Eminence song sounds like, I will appreciate Turn the Light On more. Mm-hmm. And I feel like over the past year and a half since that album came out, I feel like my music taste has changed to a point where I will be able to appreciate that album more just in general. So I just want to highlight the breakdown that comes out of nowhere in the second verse. Yeah. That is my favorite thing. Um, I also realized I'd like that a lot in songs. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> um, Erase Me by Make Them Suffer and Impermanence by Architects are two that come to mind. But Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I mean, just this, this in general, I feel like is, I may even say, I'm going to go out on, on a wing here, their best song, if not their second best, second best behind Infectious. Yes. That's, uh, that's how I'm feeling. I don't know. Erase is still hella repeatable for me, but I, Erase I can... is like number three. I... <laughs> Unlike other opinions that we've had, I feel like I can respect that one. I'm at a point with Eminence where yeah. I feel like I just consistently enjoy a lot of their material, but I don't have a clear favorite. That's that's a good thing to have. As long as you enjoy them, you yeah. can tolerate their kind of music. I think you're fine. They're just they're just so unique. So yeah. Yeah. Like, that violin is just uh, it, it's it really Dude, makes them stand out. I feel like this is going to be like impossible. This song is going to be like impossible for Eddie to sing and play it live. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It gives, it gives me, I mean, this, frankly, a lot of what this band does gives me that vibe because it, it, to me, it's like no one man should be able to be that talented. Like it's unfair <laughs> to the rest of us. Right. Like if, if he can do all that live at the same time, hats off to him. But I mean, I even if he couldn't, I am perfectly fine knowing that we'll get whatever live version and something this good to listen to on streaming services. You know, I'd I'd almost rather it not be attainable live in exchange for something that I it's like euphoric to listen to. Does that make sense? Like, mm. I, I am happy to give up the live version if I can get something to listen to regularly that is amazing. But again, if, if this can get pulled off live... I'll believe it when I'll see it, and my jaw will probably hit the floor. <laughs> Just need that uh, North America tour. Yeah, any day now, guys. Come on. Come on mm. over. Bring Normandy with you while you're at it. <laughs> like, speaking of bands that are back, the Devil Wears Prada have returned with the lead single off the Zombie 2 EP entitled Termination. Jacob, tell I me how you want feel. to like this song. I really mm-hmm. do. But 
What is it for you? What's holding you back? I don't know exactly. Um, uh, I was hoping we were on the same page. Because it's not that it's too heavy, because there's songs like The Thread on the right. act right. that I love. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I love the zombie AP, don't get me wrong, but I, this song is not doing it for me. Instrumentally, this song is fantastic. Oh, it's the vocals. Yep. I have tried so hard. I've listened to three The Devil Wears Prada albums as well as the Zombie EP. And the Zombie EP I've listened to multiple times because like it's 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 got legendary status at this point. And by God, I just can't get into the vocals. I love the um oh, what is it called? Sour Breath, that cover that they did. Mm-hmm. That, that is, is wonderful, amazing. Yep. There's even some stuff off the act that I enjoy, but just overall, this vocal delivery is not clicking with me. I I don't I, I don't know. I love the act. Like it was like it was like top four, top five album of mm-hmm. what year was that? 2019. Yes. And this is kind of similar sounding, but I it just doesn't stick with me. I don't know. As it stands, it doesn't seem like either of us are particularly high on it as a whole. Um. Which is unfortunate because this is very hyped and for good reason. Right and I on. really want to like this, but we'll see. I'm hoping that at least one song off that EP will knock my socks off and be something I revisit. But time will tell. I only um, gave the song one. Listen. Hollow City. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry, I, my I, bad. Yo, 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 my bad, my bad. Dog, yo. <laughs> I only gave the song one listen, uh, but I think I kind of echo everything you guys said. Where it's just the vocal delivery just kind of wasn't doing it for me. Uh, I don't. I really have no history with this band. I think I listened to one song off of the act uh, when that came out, and you wanted me to taste test it. Didn't stick with me. Never went back to it or cared about them or thought about them. Um, mm-hmm. This song just didn't do it for me. Uh, we'll see next month, maybe if I'm swayed. But they were also. It's not confirmed, but they were talking about, or they were. They said, "Space EP is very likely." In the future, on their Instagram live stream, is what Ooh. they said, or Space EP two. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. <laughs> I think I think that tweet's like ten years too old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna try this one more time. Hollow City, uh, a band that is new to the podcast, have a new single uh, entitled "All My Friends Take Medicine." This was, How about this this was a surprise hit for the month for me. It's, yep. it's up there as one of my favorite songs of the month. Um, not like as high as Never Tell, but uh, th- this song, it was one that I wasn't hooked on immediately, but the more I listened to it, the more that chorus just got stuck in my head and I was not able to put it down. Um, I think really it's the chorus that just sells this song entirely. There's solid instrumentals. The verses aren't bad, but really the chorus is just the standout piece of this song. That verse of uh, all my friends take medicine, we're, we're all a bit bitter, but uh, fuck, I forget what the rest of the verse is, but we're all a bit bitter, but we still pretend or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, j- just a really fantastic chorus um, for a band that I've been into for a pretty long, I think since summer of 2019 is when I discovered them. Um, and they were, they've been consistently just solid, um, never really blew me away. This song... I have a new favorite Hollow City song, and I'm very happy about it. 
Yeah, this is my uh, first exposure to the band, and I'm very pleasantly surprised. I really, really enjoyed this. Um, which, again, like we were talking about earlier, how we seem to find, like, quote-unquote smaller bands that are kind of, you know, of higher caliber. Not that these guys are necessarily small, but, like, it feels like also, too, that bands that we find for the first time through this podcast, and often there's, there is some overlap. The Venn diagram of, yeah. of smaller bands and bands we find for the first time tends to overlap a bit, but, like... This this does it feels like it continues that uh kind of trend I guess where we we find a uh, or somebody shows the rest of us uh, a newer band or a new band to us man I could have said that in about ten seconds and I lost my train <laughs> of thought and it was all over like it's done whatever bottom line is this band this band is good this song is good very excited to have this band on my radar now and to see where they go from I hope they don't drop the ball in future singles because uh they they have dropped the ball in the past a couple of their songs oh no um, did not really stick with me like they weren't bad but kind of not as memorable as this one. But I mean, mm-hmm. g- given the strength of this one, I'm hoping that they kind of ride the wave forward. Yeah. So, so would you say that you hope that uh, they say that, or you hope that they don't say that they don't want to try anymore? God damn it! <laughs> Who walked into that one? <laughs> uh, I knew it was coming. That's why I said, "God damn it!" Outline and color have released the new <laughs> single. Or is it is it a single last the, last song the, off last the EP. song the last off, song the, EP off the, EP the EP called "Don't Want to Try Anymore." Does that mean they aren't making music? Outline and color do not stop. <laughs> You are the, they say they don't want to try anymore. What do you mean? So, so this Jacob, is getting they're giving mixed signals here, guys. Just just this so you know, imposter syndrome part three or whatever comes after this is done, and they also have more music after that. Done. Oh, is this the is this the band that has like a double sided album coming out? No, that's uh, no, Citizen that's, Soldier. A, that's Citizen Soldier. I didn't Anyways. expect the ballad, yeah, neither did I. Uh, I think uh, we are talking about this kind of in the context of the single, but given that it's a ballad, it's kind of hard to ignore that this is the closer to the EP, to the right. Imposter Syndrome Part 2 EP. Um, I wonder if they're going to do like, if they were ever going to combine the two Imposter Syndromes onto like one record, and then mm. uh, Don't Want to Try Anymore would really act as a closer to like an Imposter Syndrome album, so to say. That's um, interesting. Yeah, that's kind huh. of across my mind when I listen to this one. Like the fact, like I almost feel like it'd be more powerful if it was in the album context. But I, still, this is the closing track off of the don't uh, the imposter syndrome EP. It's a ballad. It's what you expect a ballad to be. It's what you expect the closer to be. It's my second favorite song off the EP behind Poison Prescribed as Medicine. So I think that this EP is bookended by its two best songs, and I am very happy with that. I'm gonna echo that. Hell yeah. That uh of these and probably the four songs off of uh part one, I think Outline Cover's got something good. I mean this band consistently puts out things that I find to be good or great, and every once in a while they give me a song I really enjoy. And mm-hmm. so I, I am completely and utterly satisfied with everything this band has done, really. Yeah, ultimately this leaves me just very excited for what this band is doing. Like, obviously, I guess we talked about Citizen Soldier. Um, when you have a constant stream of music from a band, it's very easy to feel like it's overwhelmed or redundant. 
Um, but with this band, I hope I'm it left. Get that way with uh, of mice and men. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's true. That's true. I feel like it's only that way because it's culminating in an album. Like if they were going like the too close to touch route, you know, where we get one EP maybe every like four to six months, or I guess in case of part four a year, like it wouldn't be as overwhelming. Well, um, here's the thing: like of mice and men and outlining cower, and honestly, like bring me to horizon kind of mm-hmm. do it well where they vary their sound up heavily yeah true um to to not cause burnout and bands like solent and citizen soldier don't really do that so when you Good get point. that constant stream it's that audio burnout that's just mm-hmm. you want more of something else that's not going to be there well said i think uh to close this discussion i think i can happily say that i'm finally a fan of this band I've just been awesome. cautious, I've just been cautiously optimistic. Like Imposter Syndrome Part One title. really really <laughs> didn't do it for me. Punishment was great, but otherwise I really wasn't enjoying much of it. I've consistently liked everything off of Part Two, and I, I think I'm on I'm on the bandwagon of this band now, and it's uh, good. I'm I'm happy to say that because if I feel like it's about time that it finally clicked for me, I think that kind of wraps up uh, everything there. So let's move on then. Do you mind if I take this one? Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bitch. <laughs> no, star set. Um, are back with a new single entitled Infected. Which, at least to the best of my knowledge, is not attached to... Um, any album or EP or anything, but it's rather attached to the fan appreciation event announcement for a mobile game called Ark Knights. Um, Ooh, they're, they're, they're pulling out Bring Me. Northlane. Oh. Well, that works too. I was going to say Northlane, <laughs> North Lane, North Lane with Bring Rainbow me. Six, right? Yeah, uh, Northlane oh, North North was Rainbow Six. I was referencing And Ludens. Bring Me with, uh, oh, what was the song before? Death Stranding uh, and Yeah, Luminance. Or Lumen, not Luminance. Ludens. Ludens. Ludi- uh, someday I'll get that right. <laughs> I, I give up. No. Um, does anybody else here play Arknights? Just no, out of curiosity. I don't have a lot of time. Oh, damn. Because I was sitting here playing Arknights before we were doing the podcast, and that's why I wanted to take this one. Um, I will say that this is not my favorite Star Set song, and I am disappointed for two separate reasons. Um, the first is that like I I always like a good star set song, so if I don't get a good star set song, I'm disappointed. But like also too, because I enjoy playing Arknights so much, I feel like my expectations for a song attached to an Arknights like promo trailer would be that the song would more directly reference like what's going on in the game and like the plot line of it all. And this is like it's kinda like how uh you know like Octane Core is all like very vague like Mm -hmm. we are the champions uh put your hands up fight the power that sort of thing i actually want to go off topic and go back to ludens ludens does that so well like after Mm -hmm. i did uh my i played death stranding in june or july of last year um and i went back and looked at the lyrics of ludens and it totally applies to the game it is amazing 
<laughs> yeah, that so as somebody who plays Arknights, that is not the case here. Mm. And it's like it's it's that same sort of vague message from like Stadium Rock, Octane Core, whatever. That's kind of what this is. Is it's like it takes the vague plot line of the game and like throws it into a song, which leaves me feeling kind of disappointed because if I'm going to get a song that's applicable to arguably my favorite mobile game of all time, that like I would want it to be something more specific that I could really feel and like i i get that they have to work it into like up or appealing to both people who play arc knights and also their regular fan base especially because mm-hmm. this is their first release in a while and it's going to get attention from from people who listen to star set regularly but mm-hmm. just overall i thought that this was just okay in like every regard <laughs> including the like level of references and such and I it was, absolutely yeah. love this song. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, okay, to... yo, my bad dog, go ahead. <laughs> well, well, yeah, no, to play devil's advocate, I, I think you're on the right track of something like that. Like, Ludens did it right, where, you know, it, it was a song structured and made for that game. Mm-hmm. And when you don't have a lot of... Not that they, there wasn't a lot of material to work with in Arknights. But when you don't fully invest the song to that, especially in like a yeah. game where, you know, say that event never happened, then they just have this song lying around that, you know, is purely based on something that didn't happen. Well, then what, what do you do with it at that point? And what, how does that, you know, detract the message or anything like that? So I, I feel like situations like that where songs are actually, you know, used as an event or as hype or something. I feel like they somewhat get a pass in that, but I'm still I'm still left leaning toward more Derek's perspective. I still think this is really good and better than anything they've released off that last album. Okay, in my opinion. wait a second. Yeah, wait, um, yeah. no, no. Go look at the wall again. Another five minutes. Think about what you did. <laughs> I don't need to think about this one. I was right. Oh man. He's doubling down on it too. Oh, unbelievable. Dude. Unbelievable. Hey, uh, Hive Mind Podcast, stop. now a trio. What's up, Jacob and Jake? <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. Can't be stopped. <laughs> Justin's like, yo, release me from this hell. Like he's like, yeah, by all means, go ahead. <laughs> uh, Jacob, why do you like it? Um I think it's like their last album, so it sounds really polished. It uh like the mix on this and the last album, you can hear everything. Dustin sounds amazing. I know a lot of people didn't like the new album for the change in sound, but I absolutely adore it. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, I'm right there with you. Yeah, I, I don't know. It just sounds really, really high quality and well produced. I, I want to mention that I feel like. The, the, I actually also really enjoy this song. I I won't go as far as to say is like it's better than anything off of that album because there were definitely mm-hmm. a couple of standout songs off of that album. Yeah, uh, but it's definitely up there as like a quality star set song that I think uh, stands out above some of the rest for me. Uh, it's definitely more memorable than a lot of that album, but I do think there are better songs on the album. Agreed. Speaking of songs where there may or may not be better songs on the album uh like masta flames are back with two b-sides off of no eternity and gold uh one is entitled basilisk and the other is entitled inherit the tragedy 
Can I get I my opinion say... on these out of the way real quick? Okay, hit me with it. Like Moth to Flames just ain't it for me. I just, I just, I, I agree. Except, uh, my Dark Divine is such a good album, and then everything else in their discography is meh. <laughs> no Eternity and Gold didn't really do it for me outside of like two songs. And these two B-sides really ain't doing much more to convince me. Yeah, I and that's agree. that's kind of all I have to say. It's nothing against the band, it's just not my style. Although, I will say, the mix is better on this one. The, lead, the vocals don't seem very quiet, like they did on the album. Anybody agree? I no? agree only for Basilisk. I okay. think they're too quiet on Inherit the Tragedy, okay. which is, I guess, part of why Basilisk is my, my favorite song of the two. Um... I will say I think that I even though Basilisk's mix hope Basilisk's mix whew, is better. Um, I still think that the vocals are like kind of quiet. Like I can't clearly make out what is being said some of the time. Like I had to actually look up the lyrics to figure out what was going on. Um, and I think that it is salvaged by its overall like melody um, and the way in which it's presented. Uh, the chorus of Basilisk is one of the favorite or one of my favorite choruses I've heard all year. Um, there's like a very great balance between the cleans and the uncleans, like trading off with each other. Um, and especially that part in the chorus of the uncleans and it's numb to everything I've known, no fucking room to grow. And like the way that he like holds out grow with like the sing scream sort of thing. And it's bookended Why by cleans. It's really good. Sounds so familiar. Maybe because you've heard this song before. If oh, I had yeah, to thanks. guess, <laughs> if I had to take a gander at it, no, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's not. Maybe it's a Devil Wears Prada thing, actually, like numb to this place sort of thing. I don't know. I don't know. Um, that sounds so. Familiar, either way, what you just said anyway. I mean, maybe, maybe if you like go back, listen to the song, and see if it's the same delivery that you're thinking of, and if not, then figure it out from there. I don't know. Um, I guess I'll have to say that like inherit the tragedy is whatever. fits on no eternity in gold what like eh. uh basilisk is one of my favorite songs i've heard all year in in, in contrast so i'm kind of i'm left like 50 50 on this b-side drop where it's like on one hand i've got you know a fantastic song that i really love and on the other hand i have one that i could take or leave um still very sad about like moss the flames that if the mixing was better on no eternity yeah. in gold it could have easily made my top 10 and instead after these singles dropped, I gave uh, No Eternity and Gold another re-listen, and, and it, it's still just... It's too quiet. Um, and apparently, the band is on record as more or less saying, we like the mix, go fuck yourselves. So I don't think that this is really going to really? get solved anytime in the future. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a shame. And I'm at the point where it's like, I will listen to new Like Monster Flames when it comes out, just because... I have hope, mm. but if they're going to keep the mix this way, then it's like, you know, I've maybe just Wait, so given up. Have a lot of people been complaining about it, I guess? Yes. No, this is a well-known thing. Oh. And it's basically split into two camps of, I can't listen to this, the mix is too quiet, and it sounds fine to me, you don't know what you're talking about. And the band has said that they're like, the mix is fine to them, it's how they're going to keep doing it. Sorry that it doesn't appeal to some people. Which I feel like you, there's only good things to come from fixing the mix. 
because nobody's going to complain about it getting better. <laughs> like even the yeah. people who like it as it is now, I don't know. Short stack are back. Little uh, band that Jake, I believe, introduced us to uh, are back with their new single entitled "Live For." Better or worse than Burn You Down? It's worse. It's hard to compete with Burn You Down, in all honesty. One of of my favorite songs of the year. Uh, I agree. But by no means is this song bad. This is like, this deserves to be a a hit radio rock anthem. Mm -hmm. Like, the instrumentation and the lyrics, literally, it almost feels like it's made for radio rock, but it's actually good. (laughs) Um, I, I about had the same thing written down, actually. Like I also like lyrically, this is one of the most positive songs I've heard all year, and I feel like that kind of stuff just takes off on radio. Like, I don't know, man. Short stack, like, kind of came out of nowhere and could like at this point could be contending for a top ten album of the year if they drop an album this year, which is looking likely. Yeah, they I, they I, and UNFD totally, as a whole on yeah, a, on a tear. I, I am totally on board with everything that Short Stack has been doing, uh, both in this song and in Burn You Down. I also think it's cool to see that the, like. They have some variety to them, whereas Burn You Down is definitely a little bit heavier. Uh, this is definitely much more of like a radio rock anthem type song. And I definitely think that shows like a decent range um, in what they're capable of. So, yeah, I'm just really excited for this band. This is a fantastic song. As much as I love it, I don't have too much more to say. Uh, I don't either. I think you hit the nail on the head. Not quite as good as the last single, but built for stadiums and actually good. So uh, I'll t- I'll say any song that's like that, I will take in a heartbeat. Yeah, just like ima- imagine hearing this song live, and it's like you just point to the crowd and have them say, "This is what I live for." Like that, it mm-hmm. feels like it's made for stadiums and live shows. I'm, almost. I remember I like would... there was a bit before the last chorus too, where it mm-hmm. felt very like anthemic. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. I was a bit skeptical on this band. I thought Burn You Down would just be kind of a one, like a one and done, just kind of, you know, th- this is a song, you know, they're, they're good at. I don't, I didn't think they would put out anything better. I'm kind of sold on this band now. Hell yeah. Speaking of a band that's doing great things, Stand Atlantic are back with, I believe, their first release since last year's Pink Elephant uh, with Death Wish featuring Nothing Nowhere. You make my head spin. God knows I can't win. I don't know what I'm doing. I think I gotta fucking Justin! Justin! Win. You were supposed to <laughs> <laughs> This song fucking slaps. Yup, for sure. This is a collab I never would have expected in a million years. Oh, you could have given me you could have given me a list of like 40 artists and said all of these will collaborate with Stand Atlantic. Find the one that's going to happen first. Never. It's it's like it's like you know um in oh, whatever it's called Endgame where Doctor Strange is looking to the future and there's like 40 million endings or whatever. Mm-hmm. This is one that like should not have happened, but somehow it's here and it works super super well. I love this song. Yeah. This is the my favorite Stand Atlantic song. Hell yeah. This is, I don't this know is if up I'd there. Go that this far. is up there for me. It's not my absolute favorite, but this is probably like it's top three. Pushing top, it's top three. three for me. Push it's pushing yeah. top three for sure. This is so goddamn catchy. Like you, you get all of the best aspects of pop punk and emo rap meshed mm-hmm. together, and it's just perfect. 
I would not have expected Stand Atlantic to take those aspects of emo rap and be able to, A, make them as pop or work as well as they did, but B, just work into their overall sound. Like, this still mm-hmm. sounds like a Stand Atlantic song, but it's a completely different vibe. Yeah, like that, that opening verse, like with the auto tune and the slow paced vocal delivery, like mm-hmm. that feels like what you would get out of like emo rap, which makes sense because you have the yeah. nowhere feature. But just the way that uh, she's able to do those vocals too, it just, it just fits so well. Like it's so unexpected, but like they're already so good at it. It's like, what, what can't Stand Atlantic do at this point? Yeah, I mean, I just, oh, and the melody, oh my goodness, the melody and like the catchiness on that uh, pre-chorus, kissing the knife, a cynical and miserable high. Yeah. I heard that for the first time. It hasn't left my head since. I, I am putting this on the table right now. In spite of the song we are going to talk about two songs from now, this is my favorite tr- single of the month. I'm putting that one out there. I'm laying uh, it all out. Oh, uh, but imminent I know. right there. I know, I know. And that 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 would be I top five. I don't for know me. what my favorite is. This wasn't There's so many good Yeah. This <laughs> this wasn't, and the more I listened to it, the more it grew on me and just overall I uh, Stand Atlantic, one of those bands that at this point, like I mean, they were my number four album of the year last year, you know, and they've it's just continuing. I love this style. They could do a whole album like this and I'd be so happy. <laughs> Two of my, one of my favorite artists mixing with my current favorite genre in emo rap. Just chef's kiss perfection. Speaking of love. <laughs> I was going to say, speaking of pop punk, we went for three different transitions. <laughs> <laughs> try again, try again. Jake, I'm going to give this one to you. <laughs> okay. Jake. <laughs> Machine, Jake. Machine Gun Kelly and Kellen Quinn put out Love Race. He sounded so I disappointed that he had to do it. He was like, dude, it's, 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 like a, it's like a baby sister. He's back from time out. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like a baby. Bro, Justin's out here like a babysitter looking at three kids and just like his his, head, his head's in his hands. He's like, man. So, out of control. I love this song, but the lyrics are really yep. cringy. Yeah. What is it? Um, God was a girl. The yeah. devil wore a t-shirt. Love was a what game. game, and they were kissing in the bleachers. Yeah. God, I can't believe I know that. Well, it's probably because I've listened to the song a bunch because I also really like it. But <laughs> yeah, it's it's like it's like it's pop punk is what it is. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I look MGK is is one of those artists where he misses most of the time for me. Like I full disclosure, I did not like tickets to my downfall, but when Machine Gun Kelly hits, True. he hits. Yeah, yeah, there's, and there's this is this is one bangers, of those hits. There's some bangers on that album, but most mm-hmm. of it is just no, yeah. no cap. Yeah, yeah, that I, especially uh, forget me too. I feel like it's a standout. Forget me too is album. the standout from that album. Um, no, it's it, my ex's best friend. Oh, that is also very good. Yeah. Yes. Um, I did not expect the Kellen Quinn feature of all people. Like at this point in Machine Gun Kelly's career. I thought that he had maybe moved past that because uh, MGK was featured on a Sleeping the Sirens song back in like what 2013, 2014. I just I, I didn't expect <laughs> Kellen Quinn to end up on it, but like honestly, Kellen Quinn proving once again he kills every feature that he has. That's the best feature in the game. One of them for sure. 
I, I, in, I should in say saying best, that though, most consistently good. Yeah, I think that's I'll fair. say that's fair. Um, in in contrast, to everything you guys have said, I found the song kind of underwhelming. Like it's it's just another MGK song for me. Um, I, I definitely think there's a lot more memorable material off of Tickets to My Downfall. And this mm. one kind of, it, it wasn't offering anything that I couldn't get from a song from Tickets to My Downfall that I liked more there than I'm getting here. Actually, I just realized this right now. I mm. only like MGK songs when they have features. Yep. Yep. Nope. That's that's where I'm at. It's this, Halsey, Black Bear, and then that one uh, Young Blood song where MGK is featured on it, acting like that. No. <laughs> We are not bringing up the violation to the... All right, now you got to go find a wall. (laughs) Except this time I need you to face the wall. (laughs) Anyway. So fight, 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 fight. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Bellas. You know what time it is. Spirit Box are back with their new single. And first, I believe, officially, quote unquote, off this album cycle, Circle With Me. I'll be yours This band this band just feels inevitable. Yeah. Like th- this band's like it's hard to deny what this band is doing right now. Like you cannot avoid them. And for good reason. Cuz this song is amazing. I, I am finally hooked on Spirit Box. Her vocals um, in the verses and in the chorus are just so elegant and beautiful. And then to contrast that with her screams in the breakdown and in the, the opening uh, riff of the song, like everything comes together perfectly for this song. I, I feel like it's... My mind is going back to that uh, As Everything Unfolds album we talked about last month where you get the similar vocal style of you get the female vocalist doing the uh, clean vocals and the unclean vocals. And I feel like this song is doing like everything that I loved from that As Everything Unfolds album just to the next level. And considering right. that's one of my favorite albums of the year so far, like, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't think there's much more praise I can be giving this song. I did enjoy how Metacore Twitter and everything Metalcore just kind of <laughs> died the day this release. Yeah. Yep. They're universally loved, which I feel like can't always be said about a lot of bands. Oh, 100%. That, that's, what I was say, that's what I was saying about how Spirit Box are inevitable. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just it. They're inevitable. Uh, Jacob, sure. you were going to mention something when we first brought this up. Oh, I was asking if Constance and uh, Holder are going to be on the album. So... So the impression that I got, Courtney did like an improv Q&A thing on Twitter the other day. Um, and there was some tweet, I sent it in the, uh, in the Discord. I can't remember what exactly it said. But effectively, to me, it confirmed that there are going to be songs that are heavier, at least one song heavier than Holy Roller on the album. And that also to the way, the way it was phrased made me, f- or made it seem like um the other singles would end up on this album because this was apparently written at the same time as Constance and Blessed Blessed Be. So I think my understanding is this is going to be an album with all the previous singles on it plus this single released this fall. I'm assuming like 12 to 13 tracks is what I could gather. Um I could be interpreting what was answered wrong, but 
it 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 looks to me like we're gonna get all the previous singles on the album yeah hmm. so i'm not as high on this as you guys i think holy roller is a better song that okay. being said holy roller took a while to grow on me mm. so maybe i just need more time with this song i feel like it's a general rule of thumb for spirit box like from what i've heard other people instantly click with them or you know it takes a while and there's that one moment where like most of their discography clicks with you like, like i feel like, like i might have just hit, i feel like i might have just hit that point with this song like this song clicked yeah. with me instantly in a way that constance and holy roller didn't you should go back and listen to blessed be in rule of nines blessed be is very similar to this song um yeah, I don't know. I mean, like they, Courtney said also that this was their like quote unquote love letter to metalcore in that Twitter Q and A, which I thought was interesting because the structure of it and everything is like really like basic metalcore structure, um, but it works perfectly. I mean, like the I man, my favorite part of this song breakdowns all well and good. The last chorus when there's that mm. variation on the yeah. delivery and the layering of Courtney's vocal, I got goosebumps the first time I heard that. Yeah, I mean, just so good, so good. Um, yeah, like you said, Spirit Box is inevitable. In my opinion, this band can really do no wrong. Um, I'm in love with everything this band does. I am so excited for this album, like beyond, beyond excited. I, I think that wraps it up then for Spirit Box. So absolutely, let's move on uh, then. Let's shift gears a little bit. Uh, Led by Lanterns have a brand new song called Paralysis. In the way that we said Spirit Box is inevitable, I feel like this band is the exact opposite where the talent is there, but people are just not paying attention to it for whatever reason. I don't know how this band keeps sliding under the radar because like, they have not put out a bad song in years. They feel like they have years of experience between yeah. them. And that's immeasurable to like how good the song is. Wait, this, this feels like a band that should have like... 100,000 monthly listeners, if you ask me. Right. And they have less than 10,000, as far as I'm aware, last I checked. Or, like, just above 10,000. Like, this this band like this band is on track. This band is on track to be releasing a top 10 album of this year for me. Like, In my opinion, yeah. Like, it's, it's hard for me to deny that at this point. From Paralysis to Catacombs, which we talked about last month, to some of the songs from last year, like Criminal and Fever... This band is shaping up to release a debut album to stand above most debut albums that exist. And I I think this song is another fantastic addition to their discography and to hopefully to the album. As far as I think this is the title track to the album, actually. I don't know when it it's is. coming out, but a good title track. Um yeah. the the lead singer actually wrote this song because he was suffering through sleep paralysis, and I just thought that was a fun thing to write about. Oh, that. that's what the album art. I was looking at it, it's like really cool. It is very yeah. cool album art, yeah. Um, I think the last thing I want to mention, they have uh the way they open this song, I don't I don't know, it's like some sort of electronic element to it that's really fun. Um and I think that's a nice uh nice bit of variation to their sound because I don't feel like that's something I've really heard in any of their previous material. Um so that'll probably help it stick out when the album does eventually drop. Uh and as per usual with this band, just excellent instrumentation and vocal delivery just across the board 
Like, I've, we've been singing this band's praises for a year now. And I, I, as far as I'm aware, I'm going to keep doing it. So I don't know if you have anything more to add, Justin. I don't. Um, one band, though, that was kind of on my lower end of the spectrum of bands that we've kind of gotten into, uh, have now picked up the pace a little bit. Uh, Wicked Last uh, Armageddon. Yeah, uh, I think I'm going to echo what you're going to say here. Banger. Because this is their best song in a hot minute. I feel like this song has more to offer, like, in terms of the vocal delivery, than anything they've ever done before, except for maybe Purgatorium, which has that, like, very unique so, vocal delivery. I like this song, too. Hey. But, but that weird thing where he makes his voice go high in the chorus really turns me off. That's... Interesting, because that's what really makes me appreciate this song. I I tried to look up the lyrics of what he's saying, because but they're not out yet. But yeah, I'm indifferent to it. Really, really turns me off. What really gets me excited about this song is the the opening parts of the verses, where his voice has a little bit of that Mm -hmm. like echo reverb, but softer Mm -hmm. sound to it. A little bit deeper voice as well. Um, You also have a really unique drum beat to back it in the verses as well which is super absolutely this song in general just has so much more to offer this is the potential that awaken last has had for a while and i feel like they're finally realizing it so i hope they continue in this direction to some capacity yeah i was supposed to say that being said like i've i've been disappointed with this band before so i'm only optimistic from here i'm not for sure saying Mm -hmm. you know i i'm i'm a awaken last fan but uh could definitely get there anyway the city is ours uh are back they have announced their new album entitled coma which is also the track we're going to be talking about they released the title track to the album it's called coma um so this is the follow-up to violent uh, which they released last month. And I feel like, um, I feel like this song is like not as good as violent, but at the same time, this song has all of the same qualities that, uh, violent does like instrumentally vocally. Like I think both songs are solid for whatever reason, this song is just not nearly as memorable as violent is for me. And I feel like it, it might just have to do with the lyricism where, um, you, you get a really strong hook in Violent and you get a strong chorus here in Coma, but I don't think it's nearly as memorable. And I think really that's just the only thing holding me back from this song. Because otherwise, like, it's the same quality stuff that Violent had. So This gives me old wage war vibes. I think I said that last time. I think we made that comment last month too, yeah. Like, th- this band has elements of wage war and I've also, I'm still on that train of this is what I wish our hollow, our home sounded like. Hmm. Like you, you take the unclean vocalist from uh, the city is ours, with the clean vocalist of our hollow our home, and I feel like you get Ooh. the best of both worlds almost. Because mm. I feel like the, the queen vocalists in both bands have very similar deliveries almost, but it's the unclean vocalist that really makes the difference, and that's why I like the city is ours more. I listened to this once. I, I 
couldn't get quite into it, so I need more time with it. That's fair. Uh, I don't know if there's too um, much more to say, so I think we keep moving on because we are running long at this point. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, Swojin with that is uh, not how you say it. Is it not? not? It, it, it's sway- fine. You take it's, this. It's It's Swazong. It very well could be. That. I have no fucking idea. But it, it is very Swazion. not Swojin because that is not an O. It is in fact an A. <laughs> I don't know. Pronunciations are weird. Suasian. Suasian have a brand new song Swashing. called Murphy's Wall. Featuring Flow of Landmarks. Go back to my corner. Don't talk to me, Angie. <laughs> okay, Suasion have been a sweeper band for a long time. Their album in 2019 was an honorable mention towards my top 10 albums of that year. Uh, mm-hmm. It just barely missed the mark. A couple of the songs were just kind of underwhelming for me. But this band at their peak potential is sick as fuck. And this song <laughs> is them at their peak potential. This is a fantastic song. On the opposite end of the scale, someone who didn't quite like their uh, last album, uh, this song heavily surprised me, and it's in, been in constant rotation for me. Yes, I I, I've really enjoyed this song. I think the only weakness that I could possibly give this song is that the chorus isn't as powerful as some of their mm. other... They have had some strong choruses in the past. If you think back to, uh, in my opinion, their standout song, which is Colorless featuring Philip of Normandy. Uh, Mm -hmm. that song has an incredible chorus the chorus in this song is fine but i feel like it's missing the same energy that the rest of the song has like the verses in this song are some of the best moments of this song that's not something you always get to say where like usually it's either the chorus or the breakdown that kind of steals the show but right the verses just like every single verse brings something new to the table in this song and then uh you get the breakdown of this song too where flow comes in and lets it rip and (laughs) fantastic feature um yeah absolutely overall i am extremely happy with this song and i hope they can keep it up uh if they're dropping another album this year i will say uh i'll I'll mention one verse because i feel like it's probably the best verse uh i try to live by the words never stop dreaming every cloud has a silver lining but every time i manage to stand heal from the last time like a boomerang you're coming back and then it like instrumentally just gets better from there i think that's probably the best moment of the song of it sells me on it yeah i think what sold me on this song is the breakdown and then in the second verse you get the super distorted i, mm-hmm. I don't know you just get a lot of distortion uh, electronic distortion which just goes into the chorus and i thought that was sick i agree man i you really i mean i've known that covid has like fucked up my ability to like have a sense of time you telling me that suasion album was 2019 really like that that just messed with me like really <laughs> really badly like i was like there's no way because i remember being outside of my college and you telling me to listen to it like there ain't no way in hell that's been a year and a half i refuse <laughs> to believe it um no as far as this like specific song goes i would echo all your sentiments i think you put it perfectly i i really enjoy this is probably my favorite suasion song I it's agree. in close contention with colorless at the very least for me and see even even though I, I love Philip Trent, I didn't like that after a couple of lessons, but this, yeah. I, this I can get back into. 
I don't know if there's too much more to say here, so I think uh, let's get move on. Uh, Landless are back with a new song called Borrowed Time. I feel like this podcast could use some borrowed time. We're running along here. Regardless of that, Landless are on a bit of a hot streak. Nobody, I, re- I really did not know if they would be able to top nobody. That chorus, I haven't gone back to that song all that much, but that chorus is still stuck in my head of we know we're not perfect. We're trying to prove that we're worth it. And then this song comes out and I feel like somehow they've just upped the bar even further, I feel just fantastic instrumentation across the board and another sick chorus and like dreambound has found another gem and i am all for it i i am on this train you know this i like this better than the last single like fully wholeheartedly i'm in that boat too Mm -hmm. i think uh go ahead go ahead i think uh one of the things that really stuck out to me the most is the drum work uh especially in the riffs you get uh some really nice drum work that kind of i almost feel like the drums guide the song more than the guitar riffs do which is interesting it's been like that way i feel like for a lot of songs recently that the drums felt like they've had a lot more impact both Mm -hmm. like sonically and also in terms of like carrying the song along when i I don't know this, this band's name i always think of team aqua (laughs) (laughs) have we seen what they look like Uh, gotta be a guy there's gotta be a guy looking like archie in here somewhere (laughs) never mind well maybe maybe if you squint i'm gonna i'm gonna give you a maybe um overall i'm very happy to see a smaller band getting better i feel like with every single when the bar like especially when the um bar has been set so high um, with those initial singles overall very very happy with this uh, presumably, very excited to see how it presumably this is going to be leading into an ep and honestly like this is shaping up to be one of the better eps i've heard this year so far like we're, we're talking with some of the other notable eps from this year for me like promise traceless um landless mckenna like we're oh for sure we're getting a strong set of eps this year and landless i think is worthy of that conversation yeah note that they're all all of what you just listed are smaller bands yeah so fellas galleons are back with their newest single presumably the last before the album entitled playing with fire is such a cliche i mean it is at this point because that album's out next week oh yeah true. Yeah, I, thought, I thought it was out the last month or last week of the month my bad yeah um this is the opener to the album and man it's good yeah and uh they they put an album teaser out and i am this is the most stoked i've been for a galleons album since their debut album uh dream machines Uh, i didn't really i wasn't huge fan of metropolis but whatever they're doing on this album i am super sold on it and this song in general, even though it's five minutes, it doesn't feel like that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I that, that was my main comment too, is that like I this isn't my favorite single no. um of the ones that have been released, but like it's it's the one that I feel like I'm most impressed with just on the grounds alone that like it doesn't feel its runtime at all, no matter how many times I play it. 
you know, like I thought that maybe like the first time I was just distracted and that's because I didn't or I, it didn't feel it's runtime. But the more I listened to it, the more I was just like, you know, man, this is just <laughs> it's a good song that flows really, really well. I think this is my second second favorite behind Let's Pretend. Um, okay. But that may that may also be because it, it's been a while since I've listened to Better the Devil, you know, and Hate the Player, not the game. Right. Um, Man, it has been so cool to see this band grow, you know, know. like <laughs> so when we when you introduced them to me, they had like 800, 900, I think, uh-huh. like monthly listeners. And now they're sitting at 82, 82,000. Like, man, good for them. Definitely deserve yeah, overall. Yeah, absolutely. Very hyped for this album. Very, very hyped. I, I have not gotten on the Galleon hype train entirely yet. Uh, none of these songs have really clicked with me. Uh, this one included. Um, I do think it's interesting to note that this is... So G- Galleons and Valiant Hearts are both... Uh, the vocals are, are from Tom Byrne. And mm-hmm. I this is... Galleons is supposed to be the project where it leans more into the unqueens. Like you get the queens and the unqueen vocals. As far as I'm aware, right? Um, th- This is more Swancore. Uh, Valiant yeah. Hearts is more the yeah. the post hardcore kind of uh, punky side of it. Got it. But um, I feel like, oh, in... although the teasers from the newest album, I might be lying. <laughs> the, yeah, they're, they're kind of all over bit. the place in the next album. But I think it was interesting when I was listening to the song. When I was listening to the other singles that came before this, I feel like I didn't really notice the unqueen element all that much. But the unqueens had an actual presence in this song, which I thought was interesting to note. Uh, I'm still not sure if I like it or not, but uh, we'll we'll see when that album comes out if things start to click with me more because I, I've enjoyed some of Valiant Hearts' material, so I feel like there should be no reason why I'm not clicking with some of this material eventually. Hopefully you'll find at least one. Oh yeah, for sure. Is so it time for the last us. single of the month? That's oh. technically kind of almost not a single? Yeah. Hurtwave have put out the final song of the Night Therapy 1 EP, Closer, entitled Overdose, featuring Landon Tours of The Plot and You. Best closer that Rory has been a part of. Crash and Burn is like right there, man. Yeah, Crash and Burn is right there. Yeah, but Landon Tours is here and that kind of Crash and Burn is right there. (laughs) All that to say that this is really good. I am, <laughs> yeah, dying. Yeah. I am uh, dying on the crash and burn hill. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> I will, I will personally I will personally crash and burn on that hill. <laughs> this uh, this hurt wave train, I don't think any of these uh, singles missed at all. I think um, maybe one did, but I can't name you which one it is. So I think uh what was it? Um one of the uh, earlier ones. I think Fever Dream or My Throther said I wasn't too fan of. Everything else is just swim high and above everything. And it, it's great that it's getting, you know, hundreds of thousands of views. This yeah, is far better than the Landon Tours song with Rory on it. Kill Me. Yes. Yes. Kill Me was That's... my least favorite song off that EP. Yeah. Same. So all we needed was Rory in the forefront is what I'm hearing. Right? Like... <laughs> mm. I don't know about that, but <laughs> at least for, well, at least for this, I think I, I like Landon better's vocalist overall. I do too. I I I will say I I think I have to agree with you, but I think that the last four tracks on this album are the better ones. I'm wondering if all seven were made at the same time, or if the first three that were released 
were made first. Like if the order that they are on the EP are the order in which they were made, because four through seven feel a lot more like fleshed out, I guess, and like higher concept than the first three. You know, like the first three feel very like they've got a message to them, but they're very straightforward. And we've got these last four and it feels like they're very um, like there's something straightforward, but there's more meaning behind them. I don't know. Well, uh, no, what you're saying has some precedence because there was a time period where the first three was all this project had. And then the one on okay. the last probably four to five months, you know, the other four. Released. Right. OK, well, that makes so. sense because the other four feel like more fleshed out and more mature to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I would kind of echo that. I'm not sure if that's quite the case, um, but it does kind of get that semblance. Talking to it in the vein of the EP, Overdose is the perfect closer to something yeah, like this. Absolutely. Um, I still kind of prefer uh, New York's Eve with uh, Seneca. Mm-hmm. Um, that's also still my favorite. Yeah, mine as well. Um, but everything else on here is just great. Yeah, this this kind of like '80s synth style. It was what we were getting um, from that last that single. What is it? Ready to love um, from Emerosa. Just any any type of kind of post hardcore turned synthwave music. I am just all over, and this is I think the perfect example of that. Um, could it could song could have not had land and tours and still been great. And then you take a great song, you throw land and tours on it, and it's just infinitely better. <laughs> like. I feel in contrast to that, like this song, this song is all right, but it kind of didn't stand out to me in all honesty. Like I, I listened to this song and I struggled to say anything other than it's a great song. Mm. Whereas I feel like yeah. there's more to offer on other songs from the EP, but like this song's still great. So, yeah, I mean, that's fair. If, look, if you got a great song and you can still say that there are other songs that are better on the EP, that's a testament to how good the EP is. Yep. Right. Like just overall, check this out if you haven't. Um, Really, really a lot to love here. So I guess that takes us it. into the actual EP of this month. Yes, uh, the one EP. The one EP of the month. Red Hook came out with their EP, Bad Decisions. This was a pleasant surprise for me. Because Red Hook have always been a band that I thought was just like, you know, this band's pretty good. I'm going to keep my eye on them. Bad Decisions comes out in February. Yeah. And my light bulb is turned on from that moment (laughs) onwards. And I feel like I hear that song and everything else just clicks now. This is one of the best EPs I've heard all year. In contention with Hurtwave, to be honest. Um which we had just talked about, but th- there is so right. much to offer on this EP. Like for being six songs, this EP feels like it has the depth of an album to me. Every song has its own very unique identity. You have, I don't keep up, which is kind of more of a punky intro track. Uh, you get bad decisions, which is just your anthem of the album. You get kamikaze, your heavy track, you get alien, which is almost like your emotional kind of softer track. And then, your heroes are bullshit as the closer and cure for psychos there not to put anything against cure for psycho. Uh, but that song, uh, kind of hasn't stuck out to me as much as anything else, but I think really mm-hmm. the standouts, as I said, bad decisions, uh, as the title track is really the, the, they just turned, I'm a fucked up mess, feeling angry and depressed into one of the most sing-along anthems of the year. 
And um, you also get, uh, you get so, like, on top of that, you get so many fun vocal delivery moments on this EP. Like, not just in, like, the pitch, but, like, there's just so much variation in the vocal delivery. Uh, In particular, in I Don't Keep Up, there's the verse where it's too pop to be heavy, too heavy to pop. Has a really unique (laughs) vocal delivery. Um, Yeah. And then Bad Decisions, you get the chorus, which is such an anthem. And then you, later in that song, you get the uh, really fast rap verse almost, which is also insane. Uh, and then, Unexpected. Yeah. Uh, Kamikaze, you have some great vocal delivery too from the feature in Will King. Um, I, I forget. It's, it's the, the way he says history, I'm pretty sure. Just mm-hmm. like, it, it, there's just so much vocal variation on this EP. On top of like, it's just... As I said, it feels like there's enough depth on a six-song EP to make me think that I was listening to an album. And I think this EP is like 17 minutes long. Like It feels really almost compacted. like a perfect concept. Yeah. Like, like the, you could throw in a couple of songs in the middle that kind of sound similar and you get an album, but I feel like you compact all of the best aspects of this band into this six-song EP, mm-hmm. and you almost have the same thing. I'm, I'm in love with this. I'm not quite as high on it as you are. Um, I definitely, uh, it's it's very like bouncy and upbeat. Um, I think my biggest gripe with the CP is the lyricism. Like it's okay. it's very simple at times on the majorities. Like there's like you mentioned the um, the pop lyric, mm-hmm. and there's like some clever lyricism in there. But then I think it's bad decisions where there's one point where it's like. I slept with my roommate, and then I slept with my roommate's girlfriend. I make bad decisions, fuck, or something like that. <laughs> like, and I was like, I was like, hmm. Um, I was like to that point, and I think the really the the standout on this EP for me is Alien, which is like this song about like questioning your self worth and like why you exist. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, two songs ago we were fucking the roommate's girlfriend. Like what, what happened? <laughs> That's right? what I mean like, about how you get so much depth in just six songs yeah. on this EP. Um, I, I want to, I want to, my, my last thing here, because like, I, I really have no gripe with this EP other than the lyricism. I think there's so much to love here. Um, Australia. The lyricism on, for real. Um, the lyricism on alien, um, things like I just can't take care of the things that I love, and then there's a parallel between no one ever broke my heart, so I just broke it myself, and someone always held my hand, but I still broke it myself. And then there's um, the part towards the end where it's I don't want to feel this, I don't want to exist, which was like, damn, <laughs> like mm-hmm. we we really went there, huh? Yeah. I full disclosure, Alien is one of my favorite songs I've heard all year. I I wish there was a little bit more variation in the lyricism, which was also a problem I had with something else that we'll mention later. But um, no, overall, definitely, even from someone like me who wasn't as high on this, easy recommend. Definitely check it out. Super Band accessible, for sure. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Justin, Jacob, any thoughts on the Red Hook EP here? I didn't get to this. <laughs> oh, there we go. Five-minded <laughs> effect. Yeah. True, true. Not in the best way, though. All right, let's let's switch gears now. Uh, not just in terms of the fact that we're moving on to the albums, but also sonically, we have yeah. Anna Lynn with their brand new album called "A Conversation with Evil." Uh, this is some metalcore ass metalcore, uh, yeah, the least, and. 
Honestly, that's not always my favorite thing, but I hear damage control out of my YouTube recommended feed one day, and I'm like, God damn, this is some good shit. Mm-hmm. Damage control in contention with uh, Spirit Box for my favorite song of the month. And while the rest of the album might not live up to that bar, I think, like, Damage Control is not only one of my favorite songs of the month, but it's also probably my favorite feature of the entire year. You get Masato of Cold Rain uh, to feature in the bridge slash breakdown of this song, which I think is, as I said, the best feature I've heard all year. You make full use out of the Masato feature, uh, getting both his beautiful queen vocals and his harsher uncleans uh, Mm. in the heavier parts of the breakdown. And you kind of keep going back and forth between them as well. Like you get a queen, you get a queen line from Masato into the harsh vocals of uh, whoever does the vocals for Anna Wynn. I'm pretty, I don't know his name. I have no idea either. um, Just a fantastic song all around. Uh, In in regards to the entire album, I feel like uh, you peak very early on. Uh, A Conversation with Evil is a fantastic opener. Uh, And then you get Closer to the Edge, Scars and Wounds and Damage Control, which are by far my three favorite tracks on the album. And then it kind of goes downhill from there. Uh, but I think that's more so just personal taste than musicianship. I want to take a moment to appreciate Closer to the Edge and the breakdown that I was served in that song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is um, that is a breakdown and a half. The filthiest breakdown I have heard all year. Last month, I was like kind of bouncing between like three different songs for breakdown of the year. Nope, it, it is clear cut right now. <laughs> the breakdown weird. of Closer to the Edge is just miles ahead of any other breakdown I've heard this year. Holy fuck. Um, it is it is goddamn brutal. It is filthy. It is nasty. It is disgusting. Um, not to mention, I think the rest of the song is pretty great as well. But the buildup to Closer to the Edge, I think what really makes Closer to the Edge stand out and it makes that breakdown so powerful is you have like the siren sound in the background in the buildup. Part of what makes a breakdown so great is the buildup to the breakdown and the buildup to Closer to the Edge where you start with kind of just like the drumsticks like tapping on each other and then you get the drums coming in. Because like usually <laughs> you get like the soft breakdown then you just into the breakdown. You get a soft buildup into a heavy buildup into a breakdown, into a bleh breakdown. Like, holy shit. Like, Chef's like, kiss. I heard that, and I audibly said holy shit when I heard it. <laughs> Which is something that I can... I don't know if that has ever happened to me. Seldom. Before. Seldom happens. Like, if, if ever, seldom. Uh, but like outside of Closer to the Edge and Damage Control being two of my favorite songs of this month, I don't know if there's too much else that this album offers for me. The other material on this album is either underwhelming or too heavy in the vein of a Holy Gravity or Leveling God. Uh, um, yeah, my favorite then, song on the album. <laughs> um, you get At the end, you get uh, Home Disconnected and An Evil Aftermath, which are all not bad. But compared to what I started the album with, really kind of uh, dropped the ball for me. Um, regardless, though, for a band that I hadn't heard of at the start of this month to be releasing... Arguably my favorite album of the month, solely off the back of Closer to the Edge and Damage Control. Yeah, for sure. Uh, pleasantly surprised and very happy that I was able to find this band. Yeah, even if just for Holy Gravity, I'm very happy that you showed me this band. Um, I he said it was a song that was too heavy for you. It was the only one I managed to save off of this one. 
Uh, I think that the instrumentals on this album are excellent. Um, and the vocal delivery has a lot of like oomph to it, which mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of other bands that I've heard recently have kind of lacked. Um, I, I, I couldn't name you any off the top of my head, but I feel like in general there's been a theme recently where it's like I'm wanting something more in terms of impact from the vocals, and this really like hit that nail on the head. It's... I felt my main gripe with this album is that I feel like some of the songs are just a tad too long and like that adds up. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm if this was one song shorter or if every song was like three 30 or less, I feel like, I think I I would be very happy with this album. It's a 10 track album with two, with an opening and an interlude. So really it's only eight tracks. Yeah. Well, okay. So I think that what this is stemming from is that, I, while the vocal delivery for me has a lot of impact, I feel like there's not a lot of variation in the delivery at some points. Mm-hmm. And so I'm getting too much of something, not too much of a bad thing per se, but too much of something where I'm wishing, okay, I wish there was a different vocal delivery here. Whereas we keep kind of going with this one thing. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a small gripe. This is, this is probably the most like good to great album i have heard all year and that i don't see myself revisiting it really but everything that i heard i was just like huh this is good i i never once wanted to skip anything like a single song on here um which is a win in my books um especially because like there is a level of production and talent here from a relatively small band from a country that is not relatively well known (laughs) for producing tons of metalcore talent you know like so I mean, yeah, just, just, just overall a very good album. Um, not everything is my cup of tea, but definitely recommend on the grounds that it is overall very good and that this At is a small band with lots of potential. You need to experience the breakdown of Closer to the Edge. Yes, At absolutely. At the very least. Positively. Um, a name people might recognize that Holy Gravity, it features uh, CJ from Thy Art is Murder. So if that's any incentive for anybody to go listen to it. Uh, Justin, Jacob, any thoughts on this one? I did not get to Didn't get to it. <laughs> yeah, there it is. There it is. Don't worry. Let's the move rest, on, then. The rest of the, the, rest Jacob, of the music... Jacob, high five across continents. Continents? I mean, continents? <laughs> Jesus. Countries. Oh, God. All right, let's, let's move on, then. Termina. I'll take it. I'll, 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 I'll do this one. Yeah. Termina! Hey! I've released their new album, Dysphoria. <laughs> Didn't we just like a hey, make you just laugh like that bad? No, it's it's that I I repeated you saying Turbina. Oh, got it. <laughs> I was laughing at myself. Got it. I understand. Oh man, speaking of metalcore ass metalcore, fellas, this is some metalcore ass metalcore. It is metalcore. Excellent analysis. <laughs> so this, this album feels like a very heavy veil of my record. Are you saying that like? The implication with that statement is that Veil of Maya is not very heavy. Okay. <laughs> Heavier. Okay. Yes. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I think this maybe has more cleans than a heavier Veil of Maya mm. record. I'm, I'm just thinking back to um, Matriarch and the one that came after that in 2017, the last album. False Idol. Rem- yes, False Idol. I don't remember there being a lot of cleans in those, like just overall. Like there were a couple songs that had them, but. Mm. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm misremembering. I think it's been their a old, while. older stuff is even heavier. So maybe I'm just going off on the 
I don't know. Maybe we're thinking we're just all thinking of Mikasa. This this album is basically like Mikasa in some form or another, but like ten times. Would that be a fair would that be a fair assessment, do you think? Actually no, there's eleven tracks on this album. Is there twelve? No, it's it's eleven. Okay. Sorry, I had to count for a second there. I don't know. This I think it's because it's very genty. Right? Like a lot yeah. a lot of the riffs here are very like for for lack of a better comparison, Veil of Maya esque. I also uh, think the the lyricism is very Veil Maya esque. Uh, yes. I yeah, I'll I'll pull. Okay, I thought you were yes. going to say no. <laughs> no. No, I I agree for the most part. I think that there are instances in which Veil of Maya's lyricism is stronger. Understandable. But I'll I'll, I'll get into that like later. What is your favorite song on this album? Servant of Death. Ooh. Okay. Damn, I was hoping we'd have the same favorite song. I'm very sad now. But I do respect that choice. Jake, what is your favorite song off this album? <sighs> I know, I know, I know. Just give me one. Oh, God, I, I, I think it's Moribund. I think that's the one I liked. Point <laughs> Poor being. <Jake>. Poor <laughs> Jake. Being, yeah. Poor Jake is a great way to describe it. I tried so hard to like this album, man. But it's just, it's too heavy for my taste. That's, it's, that's just plain and simple. That's all it is. This, this album was too heavy for me. I knew it was going to be heavy going in, but I had faith in the Andy Sizzik Queen vocals to maybe get me to like one of them. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then he dropped one too many gutturals and Jake was like, yeah, I, I don't know about this one, man. The, and then, when, <laughs> and we then listen to this album, <laughs> when we listen to this album together, Derek, that night, yeah, that experience was like th yeah. that was a roller coaster of emotion for me because it felt like almost every single song had its moment where I thought I was going to be liking the song, and then something would happen, and it's like, man. <laughs> but like, th that's no disrespect to either Andy or Nick Nocturnal. It's just like it's just not for me. It's too heavy for me. I'm, I think it's fair to say this is probably the heaviest record that I've ever listened to. So, and, really? um, I mean, I don't. What other albums do you think would come close to it? Like, I guess Currents? maybe the last one, Currents, Currents, maybe Annalyn that we just talked yeah. about. But no, I think I think in terms of like how quote unquote low or heavy the vocals can get at times, I would probably say that this is yeah. Hey, you know I what? Gave it a I shot. think you're. I gave it a shot. I liked some parts of some songs, but ultimately, it just doesn't come together for me. Oh, we need Two that years. Chelsea Grin album to release so we can get Jake. Yeah, big facts. <laughs> How about this, no. this, this about to become the not heaviest record real fast. Um, I, I think that Jake's um, hopes that the Andy Sizzik cleans would carry the record for him. And then simultaneously, Andy Sizzik being too heavy for him is a testament to how talented Andy Sizzik is true. Very on true. this record. His range is mental. Like, it's, I, and I mean, the, Andy aside, Nick, his guitar playing in this is, is amazing. Guitar work. Like, I have, I have zero <laughs> qualms with any riff, breakdown, solo, lead guitar, any of it. None of it. No, no instrumental qualms. Wait. Whatsoever. Derek, you didn't say your favorite song, or if you did, I Oh, forgot, it's Suffocate, right? sorry. No, Suffocate. Suffocate. I think I think that Suffocate has all the best parts of Andy's range thrown into one song with enough deliveries that it keeps every bit of the song like interesting and fresh. 
For what it's um, worth, I think Suffocate was the other song I almost liked from this album. Okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, Moribund is, is my second favorite off the album, Jake. So I think we swapped one and two. Hey. Um, and where's Servant uh, of Death? It, Servant of Death top my, five. If it matters, my favorite was Desolate Spectre. Yup. Just because I, I, I listened to a single and everything else really didn't click with me, that one I could enjoy. Yeah, it's a shame. I like this. So I think that like a lot of the songs here have their own personality, which is like very hard for a metalcore record to do. Like like good metalcore records, every song has that one thing about them that like distinguishes it. And I feel like this album has that. Um if I I have well, Jacob, I want to hear any more positives that you have to say about this before I get into what I didn't like about this. Hmm. I don't know. I like it's it's not something like I'll go back and listen to a lot. Like I enjoyed it for what it is, but I'm not that high. Like the only song I saved is Servant of Death. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Like, if I'm feeling like I need a good heavy metalcore or deathcore mm-hmm. album, I'll go to this. But yeah, yeah. I. So, my when we reviewed the Macari EP, I mentioned that my greatest like gripe with with Andy's vocals was that they feel like they can be, despite his incredible range, very repetitive and one noted. That mm-hmm. like I think he is a great vocalist. I didn't really get a lot of variation on a lot of the songs in that Macari album. Like they all felt like they had the same tone, and so I was kind of like not feeling it as much as I was like, I love let go and everything else is just kind of there. I feel like that's the same sort of thing with the tracks. I don't like on this album. Like he's, he's, he's showcasing his range, but it gets to a point where he's doing the same tone for a while. And I'm like, okay, I've heard this. I need, I need a variation in delivery here. And it either comes too slowly or not at all. Like, um, for me, like Miharu, for instance, it it felt very like one noted to me, even though there's a lot going on in the song. Like it all just kind of flowed together. But like if 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 you were looking at it like a one of those like graph wave things, you know what I'm talking about? Look like ones that go up graph. and down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, great. Yeah, this this, this album reminds me of Nickelback. Um, <laughs> no, I, you know what it is? It's it's like it's like a flat line on like a health monitor or whatever. That's kind of what it was. That like there wasn't a lot of like peaks and valleys for it. It was just kind of there. And then also too that like I feel like the when you mentioned the Veil of Maya lyrics earlier, I feel like the lyricism is kind of weak and like impersonal at times. Um, That's I think Moribund. Okay, yeah, I don't I don't think Era was quite as <laughs> basic as as some of this, but I mean that could also be personal bias showing. Um, I think that this really is my greatest gripe with the album is um, the lyricism, especially in like Moribund. Oh. Like I love that song. But the I looked up the rhyme scheme or I looked up the lyrics and like wrote down the rhyme scheme and it's it's all A then B D E D E F F like a like some sort of Shakespearean poem <laughs> right and it's like I I don't have an issue with the rhyme scheme I have an issue that like the lyrics is I choke on the air the doctors don't care like to me that's that that's really a little yeah yeah um and then it's I send up a prayer but nobody's there or something like that. 
I don't know. I, I just I wish there was a bit more lyrical depth and like creativeness in some of the songs here that would really like send this over the edge you know, for me. Also, it kind of reminds me, maybe, especially the song titles remind me of fuck. What's that album called? Who's it by? North Lane. Oh with God! The pyramid on it. Node. No, Node. Uh, mesmer. Mesmer. With the pyramid on it. No, I don't think it's what Could Quantum be. Flux Node Mesmer Alien Singularity. That's, that's what it is. It is. Thank you. There. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I feel like it's uh, it the uh, I don't know. Probably one of their influences. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. It would, <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't surprise me. I mean, overall, like this was a good metalcore album. I very much enjoyed it. I've got some issues with it that I don't know, like how much. Uh, leeway I'm willing to give in terms of like enjoying this as a whole and looking past those bits but like the fact that this is I mean they're both like music veterans but the fact that this is their first like official album together like as a project is insane and I'm just really excited to see what this project has in the future like if this if this is what we're getting out of the gate then it's mm -hmm. likely only up from here because they're just going to continue to grow as musicians so I think that takes us to our next album then fellas Yes, sir. Mm. Holy shit. We have so many albums. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah. I like in my head, I thought that we only had like three more. No. About no. that. Five. About yeah. that. Holding Absence released their brand new album, The Greatest Mistake of My Life. Yep, that's yeah. certainly how the album starts. <laughs> <laughs> this album feels like a work of art that I should be able to appreciate, but I'm somehow not able to. Yep. It is interesting. That is exactly how I feel. I pretty much had that exact thing written down. So yeah. <laughs> like, this, like this album is a piece of art. Like the musicianship, the lyricism, the way it all comes together. Feels like it's a piece of art, an expensive piece of art at that. But I listen to all of the songs and something's not clicking for me. And I struggle to put words to what it is. I, I have the same feeling about their previous album as well. Yeah, I felt, I felt like that more so, but also yeah, yeah. strongly. Well, like, if that makes sense, like, I, this I felt is better more than, than I, this is yes. definitely better than their last album. 100%. Yes. Yes, I, I agree. 110%. Um, that last album honestly felt kind of forgettable to me. I'm not going to lie. Like it was one of those things, like I mentioned earlier where everything I was hearing was good, but like, I never really felt the need to revisit any of it. This, this is more so like, I am able to appreciate that this is a work of art. I have a lot of, well, not a lot of, but there are plenty of songs on here that I can enjoy by themselves. I feel like this is an album that you really have to be in a certain headspace to enjoy mm. to its fullest extent. And I am just not in that headspace. Like if I had recently lost a loved one and I heard this shit, it would be like instant album of the year. No question about it. Like we're done, pack it up. We'll have the awards show. Now this is all top 10 albums and runner up. Like there, there's a lot to appreciate here as like a cohesive art. Like, Sonically, 
in terms of theme, lyricism, all of it in one package is probably the most impressive album I've heard in a long time. Mm. But on a track-to-track basis, it's not clicking with me as much. I appreciate it more as a whole than I do in terms of each individual song. Does that make sense? Yep, definitely. Like, I, I think okay. I agree with you on that. Okay, okay. Uh, this is my yeah. favorite album of the month. Ooh, okay. And so, it's no contest. Why don't, you, why don't you speak about it then, if you're so high on yeah, it? Yeah, sure. Go into so, it. So, um... <laughs> He's in this corner. <laughs> You're allowed to come out of timeout now. Tell us about holding absence. Yeah, so you guys pretty much have already said what I enjoy about it. The lyricism, beautiful. They nailed it out of the park. Uh, Lucas's vocals are amazing. Um, no, My Roses is probably my favorite track that's released this year so far. Ooh. Um, in, in the context of an album. But I will say, even though this is my favorite of the month, it does overstay its welcome. A lot of these songs are too long. If they were about three and a half, just about three minutes, probably be a bit more digestible as an album. Otherwise, a lot of it kind of feels the same. So that's why I kind of agree with a lot of your sentiments and why I'm not really you know, combating it or anything. I do mm. agree. This album is flawed in different ways. Um, I just feel like I I am able to appreciate in a way you guys at this current moment, you know, with with the album only releasing a couple of weeks ago, um, haven't had the chance to be able to take in fully, and I'm not trying to put myself on a higher pedestal than I am. It's just that, you know, I'm in that headspace, or I, yeah. I have been in that headspace before, to where something like this can mm-hmm. resonate with me. Um, yeah. That being said, I don't know if this is going to end up on my top 10. It might somewhere. Um, I do know that this album is good on the first listen. If you've got the 40 odd minutes, <laughs> I think. So 48, 50 minutes. Um, go ahead. I feel like this album could be a similar um, to movements for me mm-hmm. it could grow on me a lot and eventually i think that's a, be i think that's a good comparison for sure in my uh, top 10 some of the songs almost feel movements-esque as well in the mm-hmm. sense that like yeah i think one of my biggest issues with this album is that sometimes the choruses just don't have that oomph and i feel like movements also kind of has that where you just kind of casually smooth transition into a chorus without too much extra instrumentation and i feel like uh in particular on a song like curse me with your kiss uh the chorus just doesn't really hit that hard for me in that song um just because like i mean there's no instrumentation to kind of make it pop um and i think that movements comparison is very accurate especially for that song on the other hand you do get some songs that do really excel in the chorus and i think uh we haven't touched on it in particular yet but die alone in your lover's arms is one of my favorite songs off of this album, if not my favorite. Um, it is my favorite. That chorus is so powerful. Um, it, and the fact that Lucas was able to feature his sister uh, to do the vocals on that song. like Not only does she have a great voice, 
but I feel like that adds so much weight to like the emotional value that this album holds. The fact that you're confident enough to bring your sister into it. Yeah. Like it, it, this feels like a very personal album, a very emotional album. And that's no secret, but I feel like that that feels like something you only do when you are so confident in your vision and message that you want to spread with this album. And it worked fantastic. I absolutely love the close or the ending of that song where they're both going back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Am I out of pocket to say that Morning Song is my favorite song off this album? Yes. No. Maybe. Because <laughs> I. Different every single. <laughs> hey, guys, thanks. <laughs> no, I've. So I. We've talked a lot this podcast about songs that maybe do or don't feel their runtime. This gotta be the shortest seven minute song I've ever heard in my life. Like I, it just feels like a journey. Like I, I feel like that's in part to like the lyricism because you spend, at least for me, I spend a lot of time like listening to this lyricism and like reflecting on it. So the song doesn't mm-hmm. feel as long because I, I'm more like enjoying it as yeah. a concept rather than a song. Like, hold on. I've got lyrics. Um, my entire life is shrouded now that death's black wing eclipsed your sunshine. Um, I sit here in mourning knowing that you left while you were lost, and now I'm petrified of leaving before I belonged. And then that last bit where he hits that note, if this is my last chance to send you to sleep, let this be my morning song. It's like, damn. Like, shit, man. Like, I'm on the way to work. I didn't need to be feeling this way. Like, <laughs> I also think I just, it's, uh, it's important to note that the, this song does, op- or this album opens up with Celebration Song. And then and, closes with yeah. the morning song, which yes. is a yes. very nice touch. Yeah, I mean, I just again, the, yeah, it, it goes back to like this. This album, in, in as a whole, is art. And if I was basing my overall like album of the year, whatever, on like a cohesive package at its face value, this would be album of the year easily. Uh, just because it is, it's it's a masterpiece. I'm just not able to click with certain songs in a way that makes me want to just put them into my playlist, you know. And so I, I I end up spending less time with this album because I can't just hit shuffle in my playlist and have some of these come up. Like I have to be in the right mood. I have to hear them in the context of the album, yeah. and that to me is what's holding me back from loving this album song by song more than I do. I think probably the best example of that for me is drugs and love that song is like when i heard the opening that it has like a very almost cinematic opening to it uh, (laughs) with like the distortion on the vocals and like the scratch effect almost yeah i hear that and i'm like is this song of the year potential (laughs) and then it just fades into like whatever what the rest of the album is it's like that emotional post-hardcore kind of sound that doesn't really pop that much um and I feel like, like if you combine that opening of Drugs and Love with the energy of an afterlife or mm. a No More Roses, you get like one of my favorite songs of the year. Um, I'm a sucker for openings like the one of Dr- uh, Drugs yeah. and Love. But again, it's one of those songs that I feel like you only feel the full impact of it in the context of the full album. And See? like, it's hard to listen to it outside of that context and like, be able to appreciate it the same way. I 
just, I think I'm laughing because it's funny because Drugs and Love is actually one of the few that I was able to take and put into my playlist that I accept <laughs> being able to go on shuffle. Um, Afterlife I've had in there for a while, but Drugs and Love, Die Alone, and uh, Morning Song were the ones that I've listened to most because I've been able to just put them in my playlist. Yeah, um, No More Roses, uh, Drugs and Love, and Celebration Song for me. Also, Beyond Belief, big grower for me since uh it was released as a single yeah i, I mean it's way better in the context of the album that was me within yeah. circles yeah definitely in circles but i think beyond belief has definitely grown on me um it's another one of those songs that kind of lacked some of that energy which uh given, given that it was the lead single i'm almost surprised that i wasn't expecting more of that kind of sound throughout the album um but I definitely think it's it's a song that grows uh, with time. It, it's it's very. I think that's probably like the best song that I can compare to movements almost. Yeah, mm. yeah, I could see it. Or one of them at the very least. Yeah, in some yeah. Ways. And g- given how high I feel like as a group we are on that last movements album, um, definitely we we don't take that comparison lightly. I don't. Think. Right. Right. Yeah. I. I... I think that the main difference is that one was a bit more accessible and like that the movements album to me is something that if you're in that headspace, you can connect with it that way. If you're not, there's still a lot to love individually. Um, I'm going to whereas for, Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Man, I, I, man, (laughs) Man. well, I guess that's why I I had it higher uh, last year. No, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I could literally pick out any one of those songs and put it in the, or like it would come on and shuffle my playlist. I'd just be like, whatever. I'm yeah, yeah. I, okay, I agree with that. You could just yeah. put any movement song yeah. in your playlist. Yeah, fair enough. Which is, I feel like, the difference with this one. This one has more potential to be more impactful if you're in that headspace. But again, like song to song, it's it's harder to pick out any individual song and listen to it at any given point. And I almost but. feel like that's like credit to them to be able to right. create that like the album experience yeah day exactly where singles are so dominant to be able to create something that is that powerful in the context of the album is really like a special art absolutely absolutely tons of talent overall just across the board in this band um made me into a fan after not being as high on that 2019 album definitely Let's move on, though. Jake. Let's move on, though. Were, were, Jake, were you made into a fan of While She Sleeps? Did you join their, the Sleep Society? Did you, yeah, did you join the Sleep Society after While She Sleeps' new album, Sleep Society? Before I give you my answer, I feel like Sleep Society is basically just like the band's version of a hive mind. Am I no, it's called much? a cult, not a hive mind. <laughs> well, th- they there's, make there's money a off connection theirs. there. There's a connection there between they a make hive money mind off of it. It's a cult. The Sleep yeah, exactly. Society is. <laughs> and uh, to answer your question, I think I'm a fan now. Ooh, I enjoyed this album. I didn't love it. Yes, but. <laughs> there are definitely some very good tracks on this album and i think it opens up with the best one of them all enlightenment is one of my favorite opening tracks of the entire year um it that's one of those it's a five minute long song uh it doesn't feel like it's a five minute runtime uh, similar to what you're doing with morning song um 
it, it's a fantastic opener. Uh, it doesn't. It, it has that nice build up to it, and then you get straight into the riff, which just hits hard. Um, and I feel like the chorus is also pretty powerful as well. Um, overall, just a fantastic opening track. Um, from that point on, I go kind of all over the place with how I'm feeling about the album. I still haven't really clicked with You Are All You Need. And then we get Systematic being another one of my favorite songs on the album. Then you get Nervous, which is like, it exists. Like, it's not a bad song. But I also have, I, I don't love it as much as I did when I first heard it. I feel like that's also probably due to the strength of some of the other songs on this album. Then you get Know Your Worth, which I think is a really solid song. It's it's just a bunch of ups and downs for me on this album. So, I love this album, but it does have its flaws. Derek is, Derek is right. <laughs> Somewhat. Oh, yeah? I never thought yeah. I'd hear this. Please, go on. No, no, it's just Division Make sure Street. we're still recording. <laughs> Yeah, hold on, I gotta actually go back to go your corner. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> um, yeah, Division Street is probably the biggest one that is uh Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, man, I this this album, instrumentally fantastic. Mm-hmm. Alright, this band's instrumental talent out of this world. There is a great cohesive message across the board in terms of like activism, in terms of cohesion, both like as a people and within like the band and their fans. I love the inclusion of their fans. Um, I don't mm-hmm. see a lot of bands doing that. So this is really neat that they're able to do it, even to go so far as to name the album after them. Uh, yeah, I can't get behind this vocal delivery. It's it's the Devil Wears Prada issue. I just for whatever reason, if each of these songs were kind of three, two and a half, three minutes, I could do it. For whatever reason, this vocal style just isn't clicking with me, and I, I, I don't know how to remedy it. Like, at this point, like I've given it a ton of chances. Um, I love uh, whatever it's called, um, You're All You Need, and, like, obviously, like, Silent Speaks is great, but, like, everything else outside of that, I just, it feels like it's too much of the same thing, not whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, it's just too much of the same vocal style to me that isn't clicking um and then the the seven minute closer felt weird it felt weird yeah, yeah it, I it definitely the call of the void call of the void would have been such a good closer especially because it's got the sleep society audio yeah, clips in it yeah. yeah like it's done it's done yeah i i do like the touch i do like the touch that the end is where it's just like a personal message from the band but at the same time like i don't know i feel like that's a product of the sweep society where you get that message at the end to like show the appreciation for what they're trying to create. But I, I respect it for what it is, but I also don't know if I necessarily enjoy it. All right. Is how I've I've been talking about the flaws of them. I got to talk about go for it. The good parts. Cause there are a lot of yeah. good parts. There are some good parts. So the racism for the most part, I am. So it's, it's, it's all about being free. Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Silly um, Canadian talking about freedom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all have guns. <laughs> Yo. America runs out. My God. Okay, okay. Um, Back on track, gang. So, yeah, Enlightenment, amazing opener. Um, 
it is my second or third. I don't know. Second. I'm going to say sec. No, I'm going to say third. Third favorite on the album behind uh, You Are All You Need, which is we talked about in previous episode. I don't remember mm. which one. Whenever it came out. I think it was February. January, February. Uh, yeah, systematic. Also good. It's, then you get to know your worth. Best song on the album, and I'm going to read some lyrics. Hit me with it. Wait, I'm on the wrong. I'm on the wrong one. Okay, you can do go. it. I believe in you. No, no. I, was, I had an I had enlightenment <laughs> lyrics open for a second. I was like, "What?" Oh, unbelievable! How could you? <laughs> um, yes. So, I guess I'll start with verse one. Somebody told me to change, and somebody told me to stay the same. Somebody told me it's fate. Somebody told me the way we live. We live will come. What? That doesn't make sense. We live will come with a consequence. Oh, somebody told me the way we live. Okay, I'm. I'm <laughs> I I had that happen earlier when I was looking at holding absences. I was like, <laughs> doesn't make any sense. I know, I, <laughs> I know exactly what just happened to you. Don't worry. We okay. Anyways, um, I love this song. It is amazing. I think it's funny when he says, "I don't need you to tell me how to live. I'm on the edge," and then he tells us to jump. <laughs> That's a good word. I, I, that, I picked up on I, that. Yeah, I didn't pick up on that either, but that's a good word. Uh, I mean, I, now, that, now that you say it, like, I remember, I remember the way that he says jump into like the breakdown of that song or whatever, but I don't think I picked up on the way it proceeded. That, that's, that's great. It's ironic, and it's good. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, just, I, I love this album. There are definitely problems with it but overall sleep society call the void also very good songs i love call the void um i'm i'm gonna need some help here guys okay um what does the what does the title of the last track mean it's the end spelled backwards oh what the Bro, did y'all never realize that? No, no, no. man, bro. I, dude, I swear to you, I swear to you. When I forgot that, when, when, (laughs) when Jacob was talking about Division Street earlier, I was looking at at the closer, (laughs) and I was like, "Is that what it stands for?" In my head, I'm like, "All right, D for division," and then it's like two two threes. It's like E's H T Division Street. Like, yeah, okay, sure. I didn't know that's what that stood for, but go for it. <laughs> Bro, I... <laughs> that's, that's interesting. Thanks, Jake. You're all We're all brain dead. We're all brain dead. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a very similar to Architects. I, well, see, Architects are songs that I feel like I want to like. Anyways, I'm going to compare the two because I can. Okay. Um, yeah, the, I want to love the album as a whole. But the lows are very low. The highs are also very high. So, yeah, it's just a, a single song for me, I guess. Or album. Singles, Singles album. album. Yeah. yeah. I so. think uh, the last comment I want to make is that I had already touched on how this album felt like a roller coaster to me. Uh, I think it's just the pacing and placement of some of the tracks. Mm. Uh, yeah. Like, you get... I think. Division Street after No Defeat for the Brave instead of 
but and then you get Scoop Society and Call of the Void, which are two just kind of typical tracks. Like I think you probably, I'm I'm almost surprised that they didn't open the album with Sweep Society. It makes sense given Enlightenment fits mm-hmm. as an opener, but I I'm surprised to see Sweep Society at track nine, given how core that song is to the identity of this album. Yeah. And then I also feel like I, I don't even remember what PYAI is at this point. Is that's just some sort of an interlude as far as I think? I have no idea. Uh, well, oh yeah, it's in there. I thought you meant like what's it stand for? I'm like, yeah. man. I couldn't uh, I couldn't figure out backwards to the end. You think I could figure out PYAI? <laughs> like? But like I feel like nervous coming in at track four, I don't feel like you're deep enough into the album to appreciate kind of the buildup that, that song has. Um I, and I feel actually, like I will uh, I'll say nervous grew on me listening to the album rather than it being a like a single yeah other than that i don't really have too much more to add so yeah solid albums are low solid album i i've definitely been converted to a fan of this band i'll have to give uh indoctrinated into the sleep society yeah i'll have to give some of their previous material a listen now uh considering this is my first exposure to the band so moving on we have uh, yeah. escape walk on no stop <laughs> i hate it <laughs> escape the fate have their brand new album called chemical warfare and before we get into any of the tracks on this album what the fuck is this album art? Awful. <laughs> it's fucking awful. This Somebody got paid looks, to make this. This looks like it was made on paint. Somebody, like, they sat down, commissioned a graphic designer, who then took the time to make that, presented it to the band and the label. And the band and the label said, man, this is good <laughs> enough for the album. Why? Why? It's so bad. It's like legitimately so bad. It's like what if somebody took one of those mobile mobile picture editing apps. It was like dragging the multiple. All right, yeah, we're gonna Google uh smoke transparent PNG. Oh yeah, lightning. this is great. I'm gonna put lightning. it over this. Yeah, lightning, lightning. It's not the lightning's not even blended. And they just gave it a glow effect and slapped it on there. Yeah. It's like, I could have no. I could have done this shit in PowerPoint when I was twelve. Like <laughs> <laughs> now, does the quality of the album art reflect in the album? Yes. Wait, Let Me Be is not on the album, so it is therefore better That's than... That's true, it's therefore better than most of the other shit we've heard recently. <laughs> I, I actually like this better than I Am Human. Yes, I will say that. I, I think that I Am Human is just overall bad. This is like mostly bad, but with good parts. There yeah. are some good parts. I think uh, two of the singles, Invincible and Not My Problem, have to be some of the standout songs on this album. Um, yes, I agree. Not my problem is super catchy. The Lindsey Sterling feature uh, in Invincible, while not very, uh, very well mixed, I would say that her violin is very mm-hmm. deep into the mix of that song. Yeah, I would have yeah. liked it higher up. Still a great feature, an unexpected feature at that. Outside of that, you're looking more into kind of just generic radio rock for some standout songs. And I feel like you get the triple threat of demons, hand grenade, and ashes towards the end of the album. That's kind of the best of it. And if that's the best of it, that's saying something. Yeah. Like, it's I, like, I don't know. 
it's it's not bad but it's also lacking in something to bring me back yep um look i i physically and audibly yawned multiple times during the lateral half of this album like i i have never i was i did not even yawn listening to adtr i yawned listening mm. to this album and like don't get me wrong like i think i think invincible's a good track and like not my problem and lightning strike are like also not bad it just feels like the rest of this album is either like aggressively painfully boring and average or like wasted potential like, I feel like Ashes and Burn the Bridges especially had a ton of potential to be good that all, they just kind of fell flat. Like, I'm, if I am bored and disappointed by a majority of an album, that's not, that's not how I want to be, right? Like, I think at, at best okay. you're getting average material off of this album. At worst, you're getting yeah. stuff that's just forgettable and not enjoyable. Yeah. And uh, if you I'm ask Jake, me, I'm sorry, I cut you off. If you ask me, the epitome of that is Walk On being the closer. God, that track sucks. It's so bad. It is so bad. I thought that maybe, like, in the context, like, after I heard everything, like, oh, yeah, this would be a great clip. No. I was I was miserable throughout the album, and then I have to hear that as my final send-off. Yeah. What was, like, it, nope. was the, the theme song for again? Oh, God, some some movie. It was like, or I think it was the credit track for some movie that was involved with, like, the same studio that shoots that uh, Andy Black show. American American Satan. Uh, for the uninformed, the lead singer of Black Veil Brides has a show on TV, and there are stars in one, and like it's it's owned by like Fearless Records or whatever like the studio is. I think, I think Escape the Fates on Fearless, right? Yep. Okay, then yeah, yeah. It's 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 own, it's it's a studio owned or operated by Fearless Records, and it was some are movie they, like. They, through I don't feel like they're on Fearless. Are they? Where'd they go on? Let's see. Better noise. Oh. Better yeah. noise. Uh, epi- no, was years ago. I got no clue. Yep. Anyway, I don't care what it was the opener, closer, credit in the movie, whatever. I no longer want to see that movie. <laughs> <laughs> walk, walk, Wait, walk on some ass. There like. already is a, a deluxe edition expected June 12th. Hello. Oh, God. No, not more <laughs> of this. Please. No. <laughs> I am physically not there strong enough. There is one, enough. two, three, four, or three, two of them. One's an acoustic, and two of them oh. are acoustic songs, and three oh. are new songs. Great. One of Great. them is called Shut Up and Listen. No. No. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, fuck no. that. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know if there's too much more to be said about this, no. album, to be honest. Like, no. We could no. probably spend more time shitting on this album, but I think we have better pastures to we've, get to. Yeah, we've 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 made our point, and like you said, there's better albums ahead. So you know what you could call that Skip Blade album, New what? Age Filth. True, true. Except that would do a disservice <laughs> to Hail the Sun here, who have put out their new album entitled New Age Filth. I'm going to be honest here. This was a last minute ad to the podcast. I forgot that this album came out and I know that you two as in Derek and Jacob listened to it. I didn't get a chance to this because uh, I was only informed about 25 hours ago that we were going to be talking about it. <laughs> um, so the wheel is yours. So let's see if we can sell you on it. Jacob, how'd you feel about it? This is Hale most 
my my favorite i'll say my favorite um most accessible yes as well it is the most easy to listen to out of anything i've heard from them i think i've even seen them live with dance kevin dance yes yes yeah, they were on the 2018 tour with a uh, Covet Don Bro- or 2019. It was Covet, yeah. Elvis on Don yeah, Broco and Periphery. But um, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say. I like this album. I've only listened to it a couple times. I need more time with it. But overall, it is pretty good. Derek, uh, do your best this to is, convince me. Yeah. Okay. So first and foremost, this is my favorite album of the month. Um, which is if you would have asked me at the start of the year if I could have said that about a Hail the Sun album, I would have laughed at you because, like, I I listened to the band's 2018 album. I believe it was called Mental Knife. Don't quote me on it. Sounds right. Um, And I found a few things to like, like, every once in a while, but it didn't really stick. I removed them from my playlist really fast. Um, Donovan's voice was just really something I couldn't get behind in his uh, solo material or in that project with Sergio Medina, um, Nova Charisma. I just, I, his voice wasn't clicking with me for some reason. I don't know. And then I heard good things about that. I, I wasn't going to check this album out, actually. And then I heard good things about it. And I'm like, well, I may as well. Um, I wasn't sold on the singles. I didn't have any of the singles saved. And then all of a sudden, I heard uh, Domino, which was a single. And it's the opener for the album. And I heard it. And it instantly clicked. And I'm like, oh, no. What have I gotten myself into, right? Um... It never stops being good. Like, uh, uh, Jacob hit the nail on the head when he said that it was most accessible, and I think that that's in part due to the production on this album. Mm. Like, it's very crisp and clear. It doesn't have that kind of muddled, noisy feel that a lot of, like, not necessarily Swancore, but a lot of acts in that vein have, like, in in this section of the scene, where there's a lot of noise going on, and, like, it works audibly. But, like, here... Every single instrument is crisp and clear, and the vocals come through crisp and clear. Um, Donovan is an incredible drummer and an even more incredible singer, but I think that the guitar is actually what what really like drives this album. Um, there's like a lot of technical moments on here that are really good, um, but I think for me it's a lot of the more simple melodic moments. I guess I'll call them that like help drive donovan's voice forward that really sell me on this album um it's just really it's it's cohesive front to back not necessarily in message if there's like an overlay like an overlying motif here i haven't caught it um but just like every song has its own like what we were talking about with termina earlier every song has its own unique identity Mm. but the overall sound within the album is cohesive enough that like front to back you feel like you're experiencing an album with identity, but not one that's disjointed. It's not, it's not an album of singles, you know, even though each of these songs could have worked as a single, I suppose. Um, there are two songs on here that I'm not as high on and it's Slipsism and Misfire, which I believe are the, actually the most, or the two most played from this album. So I guess maybe I'm missing something that other people are getting. Um, but even though like those aren't, those are the only two songs I don't have saved off this album and I, they're still great. Like listening to the album front to back, I don't skip them. Like, even though I don't have them saved, I enjoy them enough that it's like, why would I bother to skip them? Like, I just want to experience this album. Um, 
nothing overstays its welcome. I think this is probably the most perfect 10 track record I've ever heard in my life. Like, I, I feel like every track has its place. None of them are too long. None of them are too short. They're all where they need to be. Um, vocals, instrumentals, production, everything's perfect. I'm, I'm, this is the biggest surprise for me all year in terms of a band where I wouldn't have expected to love an album. And then suddenly I'm enamored with it. Um, yeah, just, just, just beyond happy with this album. Please, please, please go check it out. It's, it's perfect. <laughs> Even though I just got done saying that there's like two tracks I'm not super high on, just like as a, as a cohesive whole, it's, it's perfect. I love it. What's your favorite song? Mm. Uh, Punch Drunk. Uh, okay. Okay. See, that's again, like I, one of these days, I know Misfire and Slipsism are going to click for me. Like, it's not like one of those things where I'm like, if you on it, I just, I know it's going to happen one of these days. It's, it's, it's got to, it's got to, I, I'm too, I'm too invested into this album for them not to. Um, I think Slander is also, um, another great song, uh, Major Mark, one that I absolutely, it was my least favorite single and now it's one of my favorite songs off the album. Again, it's one of those things like with, with Spirit Box for you, Jake, how something clicked and then now it's like, oh, my eyes are open. That's how I was the moment I started listening to this album, despite having heard these songs as singles. Um, I, I do. Think I love this. You got me convinced to add it to my uh, very long Google Doc of albums to get to eventually, TM. I, I, I can't wait to hear your review of this in 2023. Well, <laughs> because it's a 2021 album, it's more likely that I'll actually get to it this year so I can add it to my uh, end of year count. Uh, so you have I that going so. for you. Um, I hope so. Yeah. Very, very good. Speaking of artists on dance gavin dance tour tickets uh the lead singer yeah yeah and you're not there. wrong you're um, not wrong yeah. the, the lead singer of dance gavin dance tillian has put out his fourth solo album uh entitled i am blanking factory reset Can I uh, start on this one? Yes, hit me with this one. I have one thing written down in my very brief notes here. Uh huh. I still don't know what to think of this album. Okay. I I don't feel like I have a queer. I feel like I have an identity crisis in my head with what I want to enjoy <laughs> from this album. Okay. Because it's all good and it's just not coming together for me. Mm. And when you say not coming together, do you mean in terms of the songs themselves aren't clicking or it's not coming together as a cohesive album for you? Uh, I think more is in the terms of the cohesive album, because I have gone back to a handful of these songs individually and I've enjoyed them. I think most notably being Caught in the Carousel and Act Out. Um, okay. Being two that stood out to me. Uh, but then outside of that, like Holy Water, All I Crave is Peace. Um and hands around my throat and even factory reset the title track i listened to those four and i can't put any words to how i feel about those songs they're there and i won't complain about listening to them i can't say that i love them i can't say that i like i don't dislike them for sure they're mm -hmm. just like a strange enigma for me I, I I almost feel like I still need more time to piece together what I think about this album. And it's been two weeks since it released at this point. Like theoretically, I should have some sort of an opinion on what I think of this album <laughs> at this point. 
but mm-hmm. something isn't coming together for me here and i don't know why and it's a little frustrating to be honest because uh i, I have pretty much always been more of a fan of tillian solo stuff than dance gavin dance which is definitely a yeah. hot take um but tillian solo stuff the, the pop sensibility has always just clicked with me more and you definitely get that on this album but I don't as I said, something's not coming together for me, and I wish I could explain what it is. I think I might be able to do it for you because I kind of feel the same way. This, so the three solo albums of Tillian prior to this, the first one was Material Me, which was more of an electronic pop inspired album, and then you have. Um, Perfect Enemy, which is, to the best of my understanding, a concept album about a relationship um, that has some of the electronic elements from Material Me, but overall it's more like pop rock type thing. Very like light, airy, bouncy. Then you have The Skeptic, which is less of a concept album, but more of a personal note and more of the post-hardcore side of things. This album is... All of those three ideas from the previous albums put together on one album in a way that feels less like a cohesive album and more like a group of experimental ideas. Hmm. But in that same vein, I think that all of them have that unique Tillian identity. So like for me, this is both a cohesive album and not a cohesive album. Because I like the words you're using here. I will yeah, say that. there's there's that like I, I hear every one of these songs and having become relatively well versed, I guess you could say, with how Tillian represents himself in his solo material versus like the Dance Gavin Dance material. This has throughout that Tillian solo project feel to it. It's just that sonically, it's a bit all over the place in that the previous albums all committed to whatever genre, really, that they were going for. Whereas this is less of a committal to genre and more of a committal to concept. Like, like Breathe, for instance, mm-hmm. is like, it just breaks the fourth wall. Factory Reset has like trap hi-hats in it. Um, is Anarchy a Good Hobby is something that just has not been done in any Tillian solo material before. Like, that's just not, <laughs> that's not how that goes. Um, Tim Henson, I believe, is the first of, of Polyphia is the first feature that has ever been done on a Tillian, or no, I take that back. I lied to you. It's the first one that's been done in six years, I'll say, since like the first, um, the first album. There's more like experimental guitar work. Like, so Tillian did all of the instruments on this album besides the drums, which were done by the producer. Um, I, yeah, I really don't know that. That's the best way I can put it, that it is at its core. The foundation of it is cohesive, but everything else that's below that foundation, like on the surface level is kind of jumbled and all over the place. It's like a branching out of ideas, which like, if you're not super familiar with the like quote unquote Tillian identity of the solo music, then it would appear to be less cohesive. Does that make sense? Did I did I, I you've present that in a way that makes sense? You've definitely put it into words that I wasn't okay. able to come up with. 
Okay. Okay. I'm glad that that just wasn't <laughs> me going off. And it's just like, yeah, I got no clue. This some of that about, definitely like, made some sense in my head to how I feel about this. Okay. Album. Okay. I, I just feel that I, when I listen to Tillian, I just take select songs like Cock is the biggest example I can think of. Also, there's okay. a few songs on this that I have added to my playlist. Like, I think my favorite on the album is is Anarchy, a good hobby. Mm. Um, Interesting. That was the biggest grower for me. That's it one took that me a while. I, I love the. I love the. Hasn't clicked with me. I love the the the. I, I don't. I don't know what to call. It. I want to call it whispering because I don't know what it is. But yeah, when he goes into his lower register. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's. There's a lot of like vocal experimentation too on here. Like obviously, there's that. There's when he goes into his lower register on um, "Caught in the Carousel." like pre-chorus i will agree with you that this to me feels like the album where i i mean don't get me wrong i've listened to it front to back plenty of times and i i love it for what it is this feels like the one where i would rather pick out individual songs than listen to the thing as a That's whole how I feel. um again not to say that i don't like the album as a whole but like i mean there are some high highs on here like for me Caught in the Carousel and Hands Around My Throat are two of my top five favorite songs this year. Like, it's it, it's just how it is. I, I love everything on here except All I Crave is Peace and Act Out. Um, which, again, like I was talking with those two Hail the Sun songs earlier. Um, those are two that I don't skip when I listen to the album because I, I still enjoy them enough. And so I'm just waiting for that moment when they click for me. Um I think it's song interesting that for... Act, uh, Act Out hasn't clicked for you because that's one of the ones that immediately just worked for me when i was it's the lyricism for me okay that's fair i think to me i think it's it's like the pop sensibility of that song is undeniable Mm -hmm. well see that's see okay so that's part of the reason why it hasn't clicked for me is because i feel like a lot of tillian's solo material there's a lot of personal touches to it mixed in with his pop sensibility whereas that to me feels just like a pop song and like i mean i i assume it's a personal touch about his fiance um but like that's why factory reset was the one that i most recently clicked with like it's the one that took the longest for me to get with because it felt more like kind of that pop poppy pop style song not not like poppy the artist (laughs) it it did not come off like a poppy song to me um i just i'm i'm from tillian i'm looking for something that's personal with a pop catchiness to it and post-hardcore flair which is what I feel like a lot of the previous albums were, especially The Skeptic, and then stuff on here like Hands Around My Throat, Caught in the Carousel, Holy Water, um, with that post-hardcore-esque uh, guitar work and instrumental work, as opposed to something like Act Out or Factory Reset, where it's still got the Tillian vocals that I know and love. It's just a different sort of style and approach than what I'm really looking for. I will say it's probably one of the more accessible albums I've heard all year. Like yeah, I've, definitely, I've definitely recommended this to so many people. So many people. <laughs> all in all, I am very happy with this. I mean, Caught in the Carousel and Hands Are on My Throat alone were worth the two and a half year wait from the last one, um, let alone the rest of what we get here. I am excited to see... Now Now that I've gotten this album, I have literally no idea what the next Tillian album is going to sound like because this one is just like so much experimentation. The next Tillian album, by the way, is coming out next year. That is confirmed. Ooh. Like it's It's already being recorded. So very... Very excited for that. We'll have another one to talk about or talk about next year. But yeah, definitely this this inhale the sun. My two favorite records of the month. My biggest recommends. 
Um, Best for last, eh? Yeah, exactly. At least, at least in my opinion, I know that that uh, sentiment may not be shared across the board, but I think fellas, that just about wraps things up. We did it, and like what? Three yeah. hours, thirty minutes? Yeah, yeah. Holy a nice, shit! A nice yeah. bow tie. We're really gonna have to fi- need to find some way to better condense all of this material that's coming out, man. Bands just need to stop putting out so much good music. That's what it is. As if they I, wouldn't put out good top, music, we wouldn't have to talk yeah, about it. As I said at the beginning <laughs> of this episode, it's bittersweet. Because, like, yeah, exactly. we're getting so much good music this year. But then, at the same time, we also have a sanity to keep intact. And doing a three-and-a-half-hour <laughs> podcast is not good for sanity. Like, as much as I enjoy this, like, th- there, there's a limit to it, you know? Well, it's the timing too, right? Because yeah. it's like for those of us still in college, it's finals week, like, yeah. or it was finals week, I guess, like mm-hmm. last week for me. I know you're dealing with it now. You got a final project to deal with, like. Yeah. And there's just it's it's a time in which there's a lot going on, so some reprieve would be appreciated rather than <laughs> giving us, yeah. you know, 36 singles and six albums to talk about. Like, but you know what? I feel like there was enough good music that in the end, in the long term, it makes it worth it. And now, hopefully, you have the entire month of May to listen to this episode. Yes, exactly. You have 30 days. That's like 10. That's not how that works. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Math? It's hard. It's hard sometimes, okay? Yeah, we, we have been at this for a while. It's understandable. It's acceptable. I guess if I, if I wanted to get better at math, I could go to um, Division Street. God damn it. Oh, <laughs> that is the song you skip. What? Yeah, exactly. See, I, I definitely skipped Division Street. I can't divide for shit, apparently. <laughs> oh, man. Man, we talked said, earlier. Oh, I was going to say. Sorry. I, I was just going to say think... earlier we talked about uh, my concept of time not working. And then now it just kind of, it, it turns yeah. out that I just don't know how time works at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I, I really don't think there's too much more to be said. April, um, I, I think even though we have, this is our longest episode again. Uh, mm-hmm. probably my least favorite month of the year so far in terms of releases. Oh, damn. I think wow. March was my favorite. Yeah, March or this is my favorite for sure. I, I definitely think March is my favorite. I still think both January and February edge out this month. I think what I got this month was some standout singles and some consistently solid albums. None of the albums this month really stood out to me in... Uh, in the way that some other albums I've heard this year have. And I think that's really what's kind of downplaying the value that this month has on me. And the albums have not clicked with me in the capacity that I hope they would. I, I think really that just comes down to holding absence and uh, Tillian not being what I expected them to be. Yeah, but, for sure, for um, sure. I feel that. Either way, let's wrap up the show. We've been at this for a while. Uh, if you want to keep up with this show... You can follow on social media at HiveMindRadio underscore on Instagram and Twitter. And with that being said, we'll catch you either for another After Hours episode uh, in a couple weeks, or we'll see you next Maybe. month with our May recap. If Citizen Soldier DMs up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, with that being said, thing, everyone. take it easy. Hope you enjoyed. Take it easy, guys.